Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. to Stacking the Box live from Radio Row right here in Las Vegas. I would say sunny Las Vegas, but I would be lying. It's been a little bit of a rain-soaked week already. Sterling Holmes, my guy Malcolm over here. Malcolm, how are you? I'm awesome, Sterling. Uh, I will say last night was very entertaining, that media party. They had a little bit of everything there. Great food uh, from all over the world. Uh, they had a nice little second floor with uh, some really cool old Vegas. Yep. And the third floor was almost like a New York art gallery. I guess a Las Vegas art gallery, yeah. if you will. Um, very modern, but it really took you from old Vegas to new and everything in between. What was your favorite part? Just uh, just Jabberwockies performing last night, getting to see all the different foods that, that uh, you know, from the Lunar New Year and everything, Sterling. It was just a lot of fun, a lot of drinks, all the... All the media presence there last night was just—it was—it was a tremendous—it uh, was—it was a tremendous time last night. Yeah, uh, I will say we'll be joined by Fletcher Cox in about eight minutes or so. We got a huge schedule: Jalen Hyatt, receiver from uh, from the Giants; Shannon Sharp coming around nine o'clock; Derek Brooks, one of my favorite linebackers of all time. Growing up, Derek Brooks was a. Uh, um, a hero of mine, and I, yeah. I loved watching him play. Uh, Nate Boyer and a whole lot more coming your way right here on Stacking the Box. Again, going back to last night, though, man, that was really, really fun. I want to give a huge shout out to the city of Las Vegas hosting a great media party. This is my first time in Vegas, first time on Radio Row, first time covering a Super Bowl. No idea what it, uh, what to expect, right? And you get right. out there, and it's just. Uh, it's glorious, man. It was at the what, what, the Grand Prix where yeah. they set the Grand Prix up. Yes, it was at the Grand Prix, Sterling. Um, man, I'm telling you that you know you, you were able to get your photo, with, you know, with all the different um, all the different cars, and uh, you know they they had a go kart go kart racing last night. I mean, you know, you get to play on go karts and things like that. Did you hop on that? You know, I hopped on it last night. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> they had um, they had zip lining last night as well. Where, where was the zip line? No, there wasn't no zip line. Oh, okay. I, was I thought there was, but there wasn't. <laughs> Malcolm, you got me excited for a second. As, as a zip line aficionado, yeah. you know, I got pretty excited there. Man, but yeah, again, great stuff here coming to you live from Las Vegas. A little early morning. Are you a morning person, Malcolm? Well, well, starting to be honest with you, yes, in a way, because, you know, I... Uh, I get up, you know, I get up for uh, for work early, too, because I work at public, so I'm used to having to be up early, so... Oh, you you were, I didn't know that. I didn't know you're. Uh, you, you make the best subs ever, pub yeah, subs, dude. Yeah, we we, you, we you, made you, the we made the best pub subs, you know. And uh, pub is a great place to work. I've been there for two years, and uh, gonna be three years in September. So it's gonna be really. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to, you know, I'm I'm hyped up for all these interviews today. I'm gonna bring that positive energy today, and uh, looking forward to it. Who, who's one of your favorite people we're talking to this morning? Who, who are you looking forward to maybe the most? Uh, I, we won't tell him. We won't tell him. No, that, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, I'm looking forward to all of it. You know, there, there, there's not really one in particular I could pick from. So I'm just looking forward to every single one of it, one of them. So 
Again, Fletcher Cox will be joining us. Surely going to talk to him a lot. Obviously, he spent his entire career in Philly. Um, I think I have to bring up the fact that because of Fletcher, yeah. he was on that Super Bowl winning team. Right. I lived in Philly. First year I moved there, they won the Super Bowl. You know, I did get a crush a beer. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> come on now. Allegedly, I crushed a beer at City Hall in Philadelphia. Ooh. Allegedly. Allegedly. I did right. see, uh, man, those fans, they get after it. I'm not going to lie. Like, Chiefs fans, I think we're a little more responsible. Like, I think we're, we're pretty rowdy, too, right? Right. But, but we're a little more responsible. Eagles fans, but Buffalo Bills fans, there's no regard. Niners fans, you, you know, you, you, you could say Niners fans as well, too. How are Niners fans? Are they are, are they more reserved? Or are they pretty uh, I would, pretty wild too? I I would say the Niners are you know are more are more are more wild a little bit too. You know they're you know you know they're you know they're not they're not up there with like the Eagles or or Chiefs, Seahawks. You know Seahawks yeah, they have a man. lot. Twelfth man up in Seattle. They're, you know they're very raucous and loud. It's a very tough place to to get a one on the road as a you know as a team in the NFL. So. Um, you can say Seattle's up there, too. Yeah. What's, what's funny is just being here again, just on Radio Row, you'll see a lot of former players walking by. Yeah. And it's wild to see how big they are. Like Cam Newton walked by earlier today, this morning when I was walking down, and you're just taken aback that you're like, that is a starting quarterback. That's not yeah. a defensive lineman. That's not a linebacker. I know he's one of the bigger quarterbacks, obviously, who played in NFL history. Right. But when you watch, you know, how can a man that size move the way he did? Right. And it makes me also very glad I never had to tackle him. <laughs> wouldn't go well for me. Uh, no, it wouldn't, sir. No, it wouldn't. The, the, uh, Malcolm, you're supposed to hype me up, say maybe a little bit. Maybe a little, maybe maybe a little, a little bit, bit. Go, maybe go a little for bit. the legs. Yeah. Go for the legs. <laughs> uh, what's been your favorite part of Vegas so far, Malcolm? Honestly, throwing. I mean, it, it's only been what three days. We're three days in, so yeah. I would just have to say, the media part was my favorite part last night. Honestly, you know, and then opening night um, on Monday night was awesome as well. And uh, so I would have to say those have been my two favorite parts so far up to this point. Yeah, I'll say what's not my favorite part, and that is the uh, roulette table. As uh, as Hunter knows, he was the responsible guy. Everyone went to bed, and I go, you know what? I'm in Vegas. I'm hitting the roulette table. Three times on black, three straight losses. And I realize that's on me. Okay, that's on me. I'm, I'm a Chiefs guy. I cover the Chiefs a lot, right? Right. Should have put it on red. What am I doing here? Right. But if you guys want to bet and do better than me, make sure you sign up for Caesar Sportsbook. Make sure you get your first bet with them for the big game. New customers will get a second chance. Bet up to 1000 bucks when signing up with our promo code Arrow1000. That means if your first bet loses, you will get your full wa uh, wager returned as a bonus bet up to 1000 bucks. Caesars offers daily profit boost as well as Caesars rewards credits on every wager, which can be redeemed for bonuses, sports tickets, and other VIP experiences. Signing up with our code Arrow1000 not only covers your first bet, but also gets you access to their fantastic rewards program. If you're looking to join Caesars Sportsbook, go download the app and register with our promo code Arrow1000 to make sure your first bet is covered. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Fletcher Cox <laughs> joining us right Fletcher now. Fletcher Cox joining us right now. Yes, sir. What's going on? How y'all doing? Uh, awesome, doing Fletcher. Great. Good. I'm doing good. Doing good, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of and I course. will say, huge shout out to Tide. Life is as busy as it gets during the season, and Tide is there to help you out. <laughs> Talk about your uh, your little sponsorship, what you're doing here with Tide. Well, you know, we all know um, earlier, uh, right before training camp, you know, I had the opportunity to do, a, um, you know, obviously a commercial with them and, you know, a big sponsorship with Tide. Um, and, you know, obviously the commercial is fun. Um, it's about tackling, you know, obviously in the pile. Um, <laughs> it don't matter as it's tackle pod, you know, tackling, you know, the pile in your house, um, keeping everything clean. and. You know, and that, and that relationship has grown. So I'm here today, uh, like I said, on behalf of Todd and uh, still happy uh, to support him. Awesome. Malcolm, you got it here. Thanks, Darwin. So, Fletcher, you played in uh, Philadelphia your whole career. Tell me why Eagle fans are so crazy. What, 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 what gets them fired <laughs> up? Like, like uh, just, just, you know, just, just talk about that um, for, for a moment. I wouldn't say crazy, but I would use the word more passionate, right? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're passionate about their sports. Um, they love all of their sports teams, where it is, whether it's hockey, baseball, basketball, you know, uh, the Eagles. Um, and the best thing about Philly, about um, the Eagles um, and our fans is we're all, if you've ever been to Philly, all the stadiums are right yep. there, right? right? So it just makes it that much more better. And, and, and that's the part that, you know, our fans are really, really passionate about. It. Uh, I will say I lived in Philly for three years. Uh, first year I moved there. Y'all won the Super Bowl, so I want to say thank you for letting me celebrate <laughs> down there. I uh, had a fun little Appreciate story. It. I, Appreciate allegedly, it. Allegedly, allegedly, uh, drank a beer at City Hall because oh, of you guys, uh, so, so thank you for that one. Yes, sir. Um, but, yeah, a little, little few Philly questions here. F uh, favorite cheesesteak? Man, it, there's, a, there's a few. I mean, I, I normally go to Ishka Bibbles. Ishka Bibbles is Ishka a Bibbles spot is right a there spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pastor Gino's. Oh, man. I mean, that's, that's, but they're both good. Yeah. But you know, our tourists, you know, if you're <laughs> most tourists, that's all they know about is passing Geno's. Mm -hmm. um, a place that everybody forget is uh, Angela, Angel, 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 um, yeah. Angelo's. Uh, so, um, you know, gyms, obviously, gyms ha had a big fire. So um, I think they're, they may be up back and going, but I doubt it. So you got the, the couple good spots you got to kind of go. You know, in, in, into South Street and a couple yeah, rough nice. spots to, um, to get a good cheesesteak. What have you seen out of Jalen Carter this season, Fletcher? Like, what's impressed you most about him? I mean, he's special, right? We all we all know how athletic he is. We know the, the, the kid is um, obviously, you know, I want to say kid, but young man. He's obviously um, he he's got um, the talent to to be really really good. You know, he just you know it's just all young guys. You know, I was a young guy before, and you know, still putting it together, right? Um, he's still figuring things out. Um, still like you know, learning how to be a pro and. You know, those things showed up later in the season. You know, you saw him around the building taking care of himself and, you know, doing the right things to, um, to, to become a pro. Obviously, it's very difficult when you go to a Super Bowl, winning a Super Bowl, but just getting there, there's three extra games, four extra games. It, it adds a lot to your season, right? W what is it like when you try and bounce back the next year? How much of a toll does that actually take? It's no easy task at all because, you know, you still have to, you know, win or lose, right? I've been on both sides and, you know, um, I've been on the winning side where, you know, that, that following season we weren't so good, but we still made the playoffs. Yeah. Right. We made it to the division around, you know, we fought and, you know, stretched our way back in. And then, like I said, I've been on the losing side where last year we lost and, you know, we start the season 10 and one, you know, yeah, and, yeah. you know, things kind of kind of, you know, not they didn't go the way we thought it would. But it's, it's it could go either way. And, uh, you know, I'm, I was just happy to be a part of 
um, of, of both sides now. And so um, never want to be on the losing side again. And, uh, you know, you appreciate getting there because it's hard. Yeah. What has Jason Kelsey meant to, to, to Philadelphia, um, you know, as a – you know, as a whole to the city, you know, and to the franchise for the Eagles. Like, what do you, what has he meant to you guys? I mean, I think he could probably run for the mayor of Philly right now. He'd probably get voted <laughs> right in. You know, that that's what he's mean to that city, you know. He was in a mummer's outfit, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think, it's, I think he, could, he could run for the mayor tomorrow or today. It don't matter. On any day that ends in Y, I promise you, he'd probably get elected mayor. But um, Kelsey just means so much, you know. Um, you know, I've been with him, and obviously my 12 years, um, you know, in playing in Philly, and you know the biggest thing about him is the way he respects the game. We both respect the game. We both try to play the game the right way, um, and that's going out and just giving it your all, you know, and, and then the respect and leadership that that we have from each other for each other, um, and you know, things like that goes a long way. What does the future hold for you personally? What What are expectations next year? <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> here you go. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> if you don't want to, I get it. Nah, man, just taking it day by day. You know, yeah. no no decisions have been made for me, um, and uh, you know, I'm just taking it day by day, um, and you know, you know, wherever the, wherever the, yeah. wherever it falls, it falls. So I'm just taking it day by day, and uh, you know, and happy, definitely happy to be um, being playing in Philly um, this year. It was definitely fun. Yeah. All right, Fletcher, I got a, I got another one for you. You did high jump and a 4 by 100 meter relay in high school. Athlete. Did we miss the Fletcher Cox as a running back experience? I never had that experience. Um, <laughs> you know, I was on a 4 by one team. I was fast, too. Uh, I was the second leg, so there you go. Um, I did, did a little high jump. Those sports just keep me busy, man. But, you know, obviously um, keep me busy during the springtime because I, I didn't play baseball. Right. Um, I played football, basketball, and ran track. So those are my three things. Um, and we definitely didn't miss me carry, toting the rock. Uh, so I play O-line, D-line, and, you know, some situations, you know, I'll, I'll get a tight end and do some blocking. But that's about it, man. That's it for me. What is it like seeing Javon Hargrave, obviously a former teammate right now in this Super Bowl, um, a lot of love for is a little bit of uh no it's all love it's all love you know yeah. you know you know Javon was was a guy that you know he's a guy that I respect a lot you know we grew together right we made each other better in practice every day and didn't matter what it was um I bounced ideas off him he bounced ideas off me and you know that made us both both better you know when going into game day and uh you know I'm happy for him and you know hopefully you know like I said it's his second time going in two years yeah. uh, I mean you got to be you know excited about that but you know I'm hoping he, he can pull a win off and, and get him a ring are the Kelly Greens the best alternates in the NFL, Fletcher? In your mind, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go top, top, top three. It's, it's some nice ones out there. It's some, and you know, like the Kelly Green is really, really nice. But the alternates was uh, was was really nice. I got a, a bunch of respect for um, Tennessee's. There, 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 theirs was nice. Yeah. Uh, nice. I think uh, Seattle's was nice. I think they they alternate oh, those, nice. those, those you know gotta be I mean? permanent. Those, those are those, phenomenal. Those, those you know, are phenomenal. Um, no question. So it, it was a couple teams out there that that they're they're alternate. Detroit, yeah, their alternate was nice. Yeah. You know, so you know I can keep going, but right. like I said, you know they all they all look good, and you know hopefully the NFL can keep that going. You whiskey Myers guy. I am a Whiskey Myers guy. Yeah, That's John, awesome. John is my guy. Yeah. That's, I just saw him in concert uh, not that long ago in Kansas City. Yeah, John, yeah, John is my guy. So That's yeah, really cool. Yep. I know you're also an avid hunter, obviously. But what's <laughs> the, uh, what, 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 what do you got? What, what, what have you brought back before? Any fun hunting stories? Uh, I think the most, the most, the, the hunt I remember is uh, about three years ago. Uh, I went out to Sonora, Mexico, and, and shot a, you know, it was a hunt of a lifetime. It was a, a there's a bighorn sheep, and and it's hard hunting. 
Yeah. Um, it's, it's patience, uh, which I, I don't. I got the patience of a probably a, a, a two-year-old. <laughs> right? uh, that, uh, that too. Uh, and you know, it all paid off though. The patience paid off. You know, and uh, it was fun. You know, I got I got to go up and way into the mountains to to get the trophy. And obviously, we had you know outfitters and stuff with us to carry it down. Because I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I carried it down. You know, I'm, I'm no tough guy. But uh, but, but yeah, it was fun. You're like, you're like, nah, man, that's not me. You know, the guys that carried that thing down was way way smaller than I was. But it was like six of them you know yeah but uh, but it was fun though awesome. before we let you go Fletcher I want to ask you outside of Mahomes and Purdy give me an x-factor who was a key for the game on Sunday you know I gotta go with you know my fellow Mississippi State D lineman Chris Jones now Hell State go dogs come on <laughs> nice. who do you have winning I, mean, I, 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 I don't get into Chris all that. And and I, I just, you know, I, I, you know, obviously, I want, you know, I want my boy Hargrave to win, and but you got to pull for, you know, the, um, you know, the home state guys, you know, Chris Jones and you know Willie right. Gay and those guys. So, you know, I definitely wish, you know, Hargrave, you know, a lot of luck and he pulled a win now, but definitely got to pull for my, you know, the Mississippi State guys. What is this two-week stretch like for players? Because it's obviously a lot different than the regular season. It's not just a buy. You're, well, you're traveling to a new place. Like, I mean, you, you're seeing um, the 49ers are having to play at UNLV. Like, it, it's a lot different. What, what is this like for a player? Adapting. It's adapting to, to, to different situations, right? No matter what, what kind of situations you get put in, you got to adapt to it. And, you, you know, in doing this deal, you, gotta, you have to adapt, like, really, really quick. So um, I think that the biggest thing is um, it's not a bye week, but the, the thing you look at is you, you get some really, really main, some key guys, some time to kind of get healthy. Guys that may have got banged up, and you know, later in the season, they're playing through a few things um, that kind of got them, give them time, time to heal up. And uh, but then, you know, you still have to keep that mindset of, hey, I still have, I still got a game next week that's really important. You've been a leader, obviously, on the defensive line for, in Philly for a long time. A lot of great players have come, a lot of great players have gone, but you've been the constant. What does it feel like knowing that you've been the leader, the anchor on that great defensive line for so long? Man, it just it's, you know, it's an honor, right? You know, it's always you know honor, and you know you appreciate it, right? You take advantage of the, those these opportunities that I've had to to be a leader for an organization for for a really long time, you know, for a decade plus, and uh, you appreciate, you know, everybody in the building. You know, you appreciate your, you know, the, the coaches, players, janitors, anybody that work in the cafeteria. You know, it don't matter who you are, equipment staff, training staff, it don't matter. Um, and you appreciate that. And, and that stuff like that goes a long way. And that's probably the reason why they probably kept me around for a long time. Because <laughs> I appreciate and respect everybody in the building. Uh, it don't matter who you are. As far as Nick Sirianni goes, he's obviously a little bit unique. He's a little different. Do you have any Nick Sirianni stories as far as what he is different from the previous coaches you've had? He just, you know, he's a, uh, the coaches. Uh, most most coaches I have are all player coaches, right? And you respect sure. that. Sure. Um, and and you know, sometimes you know Nick, Nick could be a little different. You know, he carries himself a little different. Um, he carries himself, you know, in a way that you know I'm a player, so I like the way that he carries himself. You know, yeah. um, he carries himself with with confidence, with swag. You know, um, and and believing in his his team. You know, he wanted to go out and dominate. Um, you know, every single week, um, you know, it don't matter, you know, who we're playing. And, you know, sometimes you get hit in the mouth, but he, his next message is always, hey, you're going to get hit in the mouth, but, you know, you, you got to respond. And, and his message is always, you know, how do we get better as a team individually and, you know, and, and as an organization. Awesome. Did you have a, fl a, 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 a favorite defensive tackle growing up? Man, there's a few I watch. You know what I'm saying? If, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple guys I watch. You know, obviously I watch, you know, I watch Warren Sapp. You know, obviously, he, you know, I, I like him. You know, 
a lot of my pass rush stuff comes from from watching him from, from watching him a whole lot. You know, he was my guy. And then you know, like as I was young in the league, I still watched a lot of the guys that were still younger guys, like guys like you know Jerry McCoy, guys like you know Sue, and you know those guys. You know, and obviously they were before me, and they were and they were dominating. You know, and uh, and you still you still you have to appreciate because you got to look at it. those guys played a lot played a lot of ball too. Yeah. Uh, Fletcher, really do appreciate your time. One more time, what do you got rocking with Tide? Man, just rocking everything with Tide, man. On the field, off the field, you know, tackling piles of laundry. Um, obviously, a bit, as busy as I am, Tide make it easy for me. Hey, I'm a Tide guy, too. Hey. Just, just so you know, I'm a Tide guy. You should be. Yeah. Fletcher, really appreciate it, man. <laughs> Thank appreciate you. Appreciate the time, Fletcher. Yeah. Thanks so much. That's always fun, man. Again, anytime you can have a guy who helps you drink a beer in City Hall in Philly, you got you to gotta be happy for him. Makes me happy. <laughs> well, I should have had beer for you here then. We could have we could have crushed. See, that's my fault. That's on me. I, I didn't bring the beers. See? I'm going to blame Richard a little bit for not bringing the beers. He's nodding his head, and he can't defend himself because he does not have a mic. So I'm blaming Richard just a little bit. Just a tad. Just just a tad, right? I mean, what are, what are the, the boozing laws? I've not seen a single beer here in, in Radio Row. I feel like we would be the first. I feel like we might get kicked out. I think it would also be on brand, but it does feel like some of the uh, the former players yeah. at least might enjoy it, right? A flask at least. I think a flask might be the move. All right, Fletcher Cox again, former, I guess no, current deep the lineman for the Eagles. Eagles. Again, I asked about his future, what it holds, and that was he knew it was coming, and the answer was day by day. We'll I see. I loved his response, but, you know, when when I asked him about the about about an next batter outside of Mahomes and Purdy, he said uh, he said Chris Jones is going to be yeah. the next batter for uh, for the game on Sunday with the Chiefs and Niners. Yeah, and, and that's crazy that you know his uh, Mississippi State Bulldog right yeah, there, Chris yeah. Jones. You know, it's tough. You, you got Hargrave, your former teammate, right? And you got Chris Jones on the other side, exactly. And it's not like it's a uh, a wide receiver. No, it's not like a guy you don't see very often. Right. Both on the defensive line. It, it, it's one of those players, you know, between the trench, you know, in the trenches, you know, that, that, that that's going to get it done. Yeah. Uh, again, that was a lot of fun talking with Fletcher Cox, man. I'm always been a huge fan. He has been the anchor of those Eagles defenses yeah. for a long, right. long time. It's true, man. You know, there's been a lot of moving parts. Guys come in, guys come out, but they've always been consistently good and I think a big part of that is because he has been there. His yeah. leadership has been a, a big reason why. I did find it interesting. He's, he was rocking that Whiskey Myers uh, sweatshirt. So yeah. I, I had to ask. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Whiskey Myers. Whiskey Myers is one of my, um, honestly, favorite musicians. That, that, that band is very talented. And um, it was cool. Was so, that the first time, you know, you, was that the first time you've seen Whiskey Myers? I have seen them maybe twice now, mm -hmm. three times twice now twice. and I saw him a couple months ago uh, out there in Kansas City they put on just a phenomenal show nice. so I was uh I was always intrigued to see you know what do these foreign players listen to what do they like yeah. whiskey Myers little southern rock again Mississippi guy he's got to be southern rock yeah it has to be absolutely uh all right right here a couple questions on the uh chats live up to the AA name and bring the beer sterling would have plenty of arrow red lager handy for these guys that's true that's true. Yeah. As Richard spreads butter on a bagel? Is that butter on a bagel? That's not cream cheese, is it? 
That's cream cheese. It's cream cheese. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little jealous. Uh, David says, go Chiefs. Let's get number two of a three-peat. Hey, man. David. I'm with you, but let's pump the brakes a little bit. they got to get number two before you get three. Don't put the cart before the horse. Yeah, you know, don't count the chickens before they hatch. Any more good idioms do you think we can come up with for that or no? Uh... I think that's enough. I think that's enough that, idioms. That's enough idioms there, Sterling. That's, that be good enough. Uh, Jesus Perez says Coco Crisp, um, as in the former center fielder. Correct. I, I, I appreciate the love for Coco Crisp in the chat, but I, I'm a little befuddled by that one. Um, oh, we are trying to get Coco Crisp. Oh, Hunter, don't play with me. Okay? I, I, it, this is literally Anchorman. You put something in front, you tell me something, I'm going to say it. Okay? <laughs> Keep it PG-13. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one here from uh, Phantom says, ask Fletcher Cox about how the field conditions affect play. You know, Phantom, I wasn't going to ask that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I wasn't going to try and stir the pot. He's a very large man. Yeah. Fletcher is. Yeah. I'm, um no, I'm not going to have him get upset with me and ask no, about no, no. Uh, I'm not going to try to ask that either. Like, I'm trying to not... Uh, not trying to get, you know... Yeah. Not, not trying to upset the man. Right, not trying to upset, you know. Uh, again, we will be joined by Jalen Hyatt. Uh, not trying to poke the bear, you know? You know what they say, don't, you know, don't poke the bear, you know? Which I think Niners fans kind of did yeah. opening night in regards to uh, right. poking Travis and Mahomes. Um, right, exactly. No, Hunter, they weren't just supposed to cheer, but you know, you poke the bear. It's petty pat. Yeah. It's what happens. Right. Hey, keep, keep it down from the, the, the peanut <laughs> gallery, gallery over, over there, there. <laughs> which is four feet away from me as you eat a delicious bagel. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm and I are eyeing those bad boys. Yeah, I know we, we are. are. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, looking at them. You want me to eat on air, Hunter? It'd be bad news bears. I'm good right now. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Jake it says, Blazer is clean. Sterling, don't worry, baby. It's full suit. Full suit. Yeah. I would uh, show you more, but uh, I got to charge for that. Uh, I also am rocking the roulette cufflinks. Nice. Roulette. Since we're in Vegas, Malcolm, I thought that was uh, a good good omen. I'm digging. I'm, I'm, you can play them, too. I'm, Look, I'm, you, you can play. Yeah, I'm digging you, it. You throw it around. Black or red, what do you think? I'm going red. Uh, I don't see what that is. What is that, black or red? That looks like red to me. That's a winner. Yeah, That's winner, a winner, go Chiefs. Just like last night. Yep. Comes up red, <laughs> and just like last night, I, uh, I lost. I lost. Uh, it's all good. It's all good, sir. Don't worry <laughs> about it. It's all good. Uh, all right, going and looking ahead at the game coming up on Sunday. Uh, we've talked a little bit about this, obviously. Yeah. Again, I, I, I'm a little intrigued just talking after with Fletcher Cox, what the defensive line's going to do. Yeah. When I'm looking at the 49ers, you know, obviously Nick Bosa. Right. You have uh, Javon Hargrave. You, you have Eric Armstead. You, you have, have, you have, you, you have Trey Greenlaw. You have Dre Greenlaw. You have uh, Chase Young. And, and with Chase Young, I think he's going to be the X factor. Now, I, I, I've talked to a good amount of Niners media, mm -hmm. Niners fans, yep. and the majority of the time I ask who is going to be the X factor, the and answer comes back. And what have the majority of, uh, of, of the Niners uh, faithful upset to you about that? Chase Young. 
And everyone has, a lot of people have seen, there's a specific play where Chase mm -hmm. Young just frankly looks like he is, uh, <laughs> he ain't trying out there. Specific play where it looks like he gives up and, and right. we're sitting here going, all right, you're in a contract year. Yeah. You want to get this large contract. You're a very talented player. Right. But are you only here for sacks? Are you living up, are you living up to that contract? And so... Again, this is a small sample size. Right. But the Niners folk I have talked to have all mm -hmm. said, if he is engaged, he is going to be the X factor. Because we know how the Chiefs operate. Right. They're going to be doubling Bosa. They're not going to let Nick Bosa beat them. Right. They're, the last time they played, it was into Round City. It was, we will run away from you. Yeah. We'll run at you so you can't get any sacks. We'll, right. We will do everything possible to make sure Bosa doesn't have an impact, which means... Someone else on that defensive line is going to have to step up. Is going to have to step up for either both the Niners and Chiefs. Yeah. Do you think Chris Jones is going to have a field day getting mm. after Purdy, or you don't think that, or, or you don't think so? That is a great question. My concern with that, again, I, I hope he does. Right. But my concern is a little bit like I, I don't think Nick Bose is going to have a great game. Not that he's not a yeah. phenomenal player, mm -hmm. but because of the fact that they're going to try and scheme him out. Right. I think the Niners will try to scheme Chris Jones out. Out. They are going to. Now, again, if you are a defensive lineman, you have the opportunity to try and move around. Right. right? You can try and move around from, from defensive tackle to defensive end. You can, you, you can switch around just a little bit, right? Right. But when it comes down to it, when you, when you look at, at, at Chris Jones with no Charles Aminahu, mm -hmm. the 49ers offensive line will be keyed in on him. You're not going to put him over Trent Williams on the outside. You can go to the other side. You might have a little bit of success, but then you also might see the right guard pulling there as well to give a little help. Yeah. Maybe you'll see a little bit of chips with, uh, with George Kittle. But, no, I think Karloft is more than anything else is going to have to be the guy on the Chiefs' defensive line that steps up. We have an awesome special mix football here. I kind of want to throw it. Are you a football? Did you ever play football? Are you, are you a football guy? I love football. What position? Um, if I had to play a position, I would play the running back position. Oh man, uh, I'm. I, I You're would, strong. I would love to run between the tackles. Oh and yeah. Try to figure out what defense they're, you know, what kind of defense is being played. You know, either they're trying to play zone or they're trying to play cover zero, or they're going to try and, and stack the box. And stack my job is going to be to uh, to try to, you know, run block as well and try to get open as much as I can. And if I get open, I'm dashing to the end zone. You're 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 speaking like you're Derrick Henry out here. Yeah, I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm Derrick Henry. I'm uh, I'm trucking guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm, stiff arm I'm, central. Yep. I'm I'm Clyde Edwards Alaire. Um, you know I'm Isaiah Pacheco. You know yeah, just uh current Clyde where he's gained a little Clyde. bit. He's yeah. he's Eddie Lacy Clyde. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. feel you. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm the I'm the exact opposite. I am going to be um, a wide receiver who never gets hit. Put me as a – remember Ted Ginn? Anyone yes. else remember Ted Ginn? Yep. Did that guy ever get hit hard? No, no he never did. Really. He, he was always either – he was very electric, but yeah, he, he, he would never get hit – he would never get hit hard. Yeah, but a punt returner who never got hit hard. He would always make you miss. Right. So I'll go that because if I take one hit, Malcolm, I'm done, dude. As a wide receiver, how many catches would you have, Sterling? That, 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 that'd be my thing there. Oh, oh. Um, I got decent hands. Hands aren't the issue. Right. It's but, the whole getting open situation. Right. Um, right now, with the blisters on my feet from walking the strip, right. none, zero. 
Uh, My- you, you, you could put, um, <laughs> who could you, a sumo wrestle, wrestler right. would lock me down right now. Exactly. Um, um, have you seen My 600 Pound Life, that show ever? Yes, I have. Yeah, those people, yes. those people are locking me down right now. Uh, I ain't moving. I ain't moving. If I was running back, I would have 25 carries. I would have over 300 yards. Wow. I would have four Historic. touchdowns. Historic. Yeah, I, I would be uh, most valuable player. The confidence from Malcolm, can I have some? Like, can I just? I'll spread my confidence towards you, Sterling. How's that? Thank you, Malcolm. That's what I need right now. I mean, I will say without confidence, all we have is our good looks. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. A uh, couple of questions to get to from uh, Jesus. My favorite place to eat on Las Vegas Strip is hot and juicy. You can buy a pound of shrimp for $25 again on the Strip. Um, I'm not sure if I want to eat at a place called Hot and Juicy in Vegas. I, I'm a little nervous by that, Jesus. Um, also, I'm not a shrimp guy. I'm sorry. Uh, I appreciate it, but uh, I like your next comment, Antonio Gates, good hands. I like Antonio Gates. That's a good call. You could be Antonio Gates. That's nails. Uh, Amy says, go Chiefs. Uh, Cody says, any restaurants you've been to so far? We have in Mandalay Bay, right? We've been, right. I've been to, um, yeah, we went to Cabo Wabo. I went to How Cabo Wabo. Good. Sammy Hagar's um, restaurant. It was fun. Uh, had some margaritas. Not a margarita guy, but they were pretty good. Um, the reason why you don't like margaritas is the next day. Let's be real now. That 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 that's the it's the sweetness, it's the salt. I have I have high cholesterol. Was man. there a it's, meal you had, Sterling? Um, oh oh, a meal. I thought yeah, we were just talking yeah, about yeah, drinks. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I had a meal. Yeah, it was what, actually what, very good. Yeah. What meal was uh, it? I had some tacos. Nice. They were very corn tortillas, but they were fried corn tortillas. Very good. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. Now I don't know if you know who Sammy Hagar is. He was in Van Halen. Right? Yeah. The band Van Halen, like Panama, Hot for Teacher. Yep. I love Van Halen. But David Lee Roth was the original singer. Right. And I was nervous that if Sammy Hagar came, I had to lie and say, you know what, Sammy, I actually like your version of uh, Van Halen better. (laughs) You know, I'd be be lying, of course. But, you know, I got to try and pump him up. Got to have that energy, of course. Both had good solo careers. But, yeah, Yeah. Cabo Waba was fun. Um, Your favorite restaurant. Have you been to anyone's around here? Um... My favorite would have to be In-N-Out. Yeah, In-N-Out man. Burger. I love In-N-Out Burger. It's uh, it, it's dynamic. The burgers are just yeah. juicy, flame broiled, everything, um, top notch. Um, that would be my favorite uh, Las Vegas restaurant. Yeah, you're In-N-Out. right, man. No, honestly, and the price is, is nails. If you walk around Vegas, <laughs> In-N-Out's a good deal. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. The uh, producers over here, Richard and Hunter, said no to me getting uh, In-N-Out the other day. Uh, in fairness, I was going to miss a bus, and right. I was going to have to walk more on right. blistered feet, to... so they were smart. They were smart. Uh, Woozy what? Guy asked, any fangirling over anyone that's walked by the table that you aren't interviewing? Um, not yet. It's a little early for that yet, yeah. I think. Um, still kind of early on in the game. Still early. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, if I see Jim Rome, you will see me. If anyone's seen Wayne's World... You know, Wayne's World, the whole we're not worthy, we're not worthy, we suck thing. Like, yeah. That's going to be me with Jim Rome, I think. R- Wayne's World was a great movie back in the 90s with Dana Carvey and Mike Myers. Yeah, great, great movie. movie. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah, one of my favorite. Uh, they're all asking you, Malcolm, um, Animal Fries. I think they all agree with you, too. They're all saying, you know, in and outs a good spot here. Yeah. Animal absolutely. Fries? A- animal Style, I mean? Yeah, Animal Style, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
I would have to go. Uh, I would have to go. Uh, something gave me, you know, uh, you know, something like uh, something like a like a like a like a rhino or something like that, you know, something something like that. You know what? I think I'd agree with you, Malcolm. Yeah, some some like rhino. I, I think I'd agree with you. Yeah, some um, gamey, you know, some chewy and gamey. That's <laughs> that that's how I look, you know. That that that's how I like my, uh, you know, my my type of animal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, Sterling Holmes here yeah. with Malcolm. We are here unified with fan-sided and Special Olympics. Man, it is a it's a fun time here on Radio Row. It is. Everything's starting to it's pick been, up. Uh, it's been wonderful so far, and we're just getting started. Just getting started. Jalen Hyatt again at 8.45. Shannon Sharp at 9 o'clock. Uh, Derek Brooks, 9.15. Nate Boyer. 9.30. Puka Nakua, 9.45. Michael Penix at 10. Michael Penix at 10. 10. Where, do, where do you think uh, Michael Penix is, uh, where's he landing? Ooh, if I had to say where Michael Penix Jr. is going to land, um, it has to be a team that, you know, you know, that he'll start, you know, that he'll start in a couple of years or right away where um, he could just get his feet in, you know, learn from the, you know, learn from the starting quarterback that's already there on that team. Um, if I had to say a team, I would have to say Carolina. The Panthers would 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 you know would, would they just drafted Bryce Young though, right? But he you know he could he he'll be drafted by Carolina. He'll learn behind Bryce Young. Coach Dave Canales you know you know will develop him in a couple of years. Bryce Young is already a starter, but. If Bryce Young struggles, maybe Michael Penix, you know, can step in right away and actually lead the Panthers, you know, back to respectability. Do I see him making a playoff run? Nah, because, you know, it, it, it's a couple of years. Malcolm, this is bold, by the way. Yeah, this I'm, is a bold take. I'm, I'm, I'm being bold because I don't think Carolina is that team that's going to make a playoff run this upcoming season. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a, at least a couple of years. Yeah. You know, give or take, you know, with, the, you know, with developing Bryce Young. And getting his feet comfortable and setting his feet, you know, and just being able to make that throw. He's so small. And the thing that Bryce Young has to learn to do is just set his feet when he's making those when he's making those plays. Set your feet and be able to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I think what we really need, though, is Richard to stand in front of the uh, screen. Yeah, he's looking around. Um, his shirt is electric right now. His yeah, shirt, Richard's shirt is his, it, his it shirt is. looks like the third floor of the media party last night, and <laughs> I can't even describe it. It looks like if... It's amazing. I can't I, even I, describe I, it. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. He's telling me to move on. He doesn't want yeah. me to talk about his shirt anymore. He gets, right. he gets a little nervous, I think. No? You don't want to talk about it, Richard? It's great radio. It's great radio, though. We're waiting for Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, we're waiting for Jalen Hyatt We're waiting right for Jalen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. This is about to be strong. Everyone, buckle in. Fasten buckle your seatbelts. Fasten your seatbelts. Look at that. That is look, glorious. What even look, is it? Look, look, look at that. Rich is just styling and profiling with the shirt. I mean, that's just phenomenal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you always hit on 16 on the tables? No, it depends, and I always lose. I would not take any betting advice from me. That is not what I'm here for. If you take betting advice from me, you shouldn't do it. But what you should do is go to Caesars. Just go to Caesars, download the app, and use our code. It is in the description. That is what you should do. Um, 
Also, Jalen Hyatt's brought to us by by World of Hyatt. What a great sponsor. Yeah. I mean, seriously, just the last name combo. I'll ask you the same. I'll ask you the same question you asked me, Sterling. Where does Michael Penix go in your mind? Oh man. If you if if if, if okay, you're in the NFL draft. Yeah. And you you know and you were in that draft room with Michael Penix. Where would Michael Penix go in your mind? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, mid first round is probably where he's getting drafted, right? I think he was a a, a top ten guy, and then you you saw that game um, in the national championship game, yeah, and, against Michigan, and, and and it was a struggle, man. I mean, yeah. it, and it was, but he he looked great the previous game against Texas, and you know dropping dropping the bucket. When you watch that game against Michigan. I feel bad, but I wonder how much that is going to um, drop his stock. Now, well, I don't think it's going to drop his stock a ton. Right. It's one game sample size, but I do think there might be a couple of teams that say, we saw that against top echelon competition. Can he do that in the NFL? So which I'm, team would you um, would, 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 would you say he, you know, he would land? That's a, I, I think the Raiders are a decent um Lane spot depending on where they they they, they, they view Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. Now Aiden O'Connell had a fine year last year. Yeah. Right. And maybe the Raiders are trying to build around Aiden. Right. Um, you, you you're looking around a couple of the other teams right now. Um, I think Seattle's probably sticking with Geno, Geno Smith, Smith another right. year. But if you want again a guy who can go to a team to learn. And again, I think that's the best way of doing it. We, we saw it with Patrick Mahomes. You've seen it throughout here. I mean, look at Jordan Love. Yeah. Uh, allowing Jordan Love to sit behind Rodgers, Rodgers sitting behind Favre. I mean, I think sometimes guys get uh, put into bad situations early in their career. They're forced to start. And then all of a sudden, they, they completely lose all sort of confidence. And it just snowballs from there. So I think if Michael Pinks can go to a spot where he can learn a year, that might be best for him and his career going forward. So I think a team like Seattle, Learning behind Gino for a year yeah. might be a good spot. That's not a that that's not a bad uh, that's not a bad segue at all. I actually uh, I actually like that. You know, like I said with Carolina. I mean, I know Bryce Young is already starter, but you know, um, if you can pick, if you can draft Michael Penix, if you're Carolina, um, you know, you learn behind Bryce Young for a year or two. Dave Canals can develop him. Once he develops him, he can also uh, just get a, just get a feet wet. All right, now a couple questions here on the chat. Uh, let's see here. Have you guys gone to the top of the Paris Eiffel Tower in Vegas? No, I have not, but I have heard a few Elvis impersonators. Uh, one was incredible last night, and one was uh, sad. One was one was sad. Um, yeah, another another good point from Sean here. Brady sitting behind Bledsoe. Um, you know, another reason why you sit a quarterback behind a starter for a year or two just to again get get your feet wet, learn the intricacies. Because right. again, in college, this is what I've always been told. Mm -hmm. In college, defenses aren't trying to necessarily trick you, right? Because the defensive players themselves. They're not going to have the same uh, schemes that Spagnolo is drawing up, right? right? I talked to Nick Bolden, obviously, on opening night, mm -hmm. and what he brought up was, you know, you learn a lot in college, but then you get to the NFL, and you're like, oh, it's it's way different. You know, Spags is um, 
putting you in all different spots. You're not playing right. all three linebacker spots. You're moving around. You are trying to trick the quarterback. College is a little bit different. Right, right. And so when you're looking at, at quarterbacks, I think sitting a year helps because then now you are learning what are these defenses trying to do to me? What have I now seen? Now, again, you've also seen some great successes. Peyton Manning started and he threw, what, like 26 interceptions his first year as a rookie. Yeah, right? with the Colts. But would he get a second chance now? Maybe not. Maybe I mean, not. I, I mean, maybe not. Now, now teams, if you throw 26 interceptions as a rookie, they're going to call you a bum. They're going to say you're done. They're going to move on from you. So again, I think it's a little bit of a, of a case of a little bit of a case of you know, times have changed, but also learning behind a guy for a year is best case scenario. I'll give um, you another example, Sterling. How about Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees? Because remember, yeah. when Phillip Rivers was with the Chargers, Drew Brees had to learn from Phillip Rivers for at least a year. And uh, look at what Drew Brees was able to do. I yeah. mean, he started at, you know, when Phillip, when Phillip Rivers decided to move on from the Chargers, he, you know, he gave the reins to Drew Brees, and Drew Brees, like, excelled with the Chargers. And then Drew Brees decided to go to, to, to Saints and, he became a Super Bowl champion, and look at what Drew Brees is up to now, you know, post-retirement now. Yeah, I mean, very good point there. Yeah. You, you a big Drew Brees guy? Because I was. I love Drew Brees. He, you know, he was a phenomenal quarterback. Drew Brees is coming by tomorrow? Here? We're talking with Drew Brees tomorrow. Yep. You mean I get to talk, Hunter, to what, and, and we love doing this on this show. Yeah, we love doing this on our show. It's a little bit of a bit where you look off screen. Yeah. Like it's like you talk to, you know, the people off screen. But we're talking to Drew Brees tomorrow. I just found out, and I am thrilled. One of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. One of my favorites, Growing too. up. I, I want to also ask him, does he see a little bit of his game in Joe Burrow? Yeah. Because everyone keeps trying to compare Joe Burrow to another guy. It's what we do in today's day and age. Fair or unfair, you always try and find a guy and say, he plays like him. Yeah. He plays like this. I've always said I see a lot of Drew Brees in Joe Burrow. Yeah. Right? Drew Brees didn't have the strongest arm. Right. He was not the most mobile quarterback. Right. But what did he do? Extremely accurate. Absolutely. Put the ball in great places for his receivers to make a play. He trusted his guys. Right. I, 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 I want to see if Drew Brees believes that he, he sees a little of himself in, in Joe. What? I, I want to ask you, Sterling, also, Brock Purdy, what, who does he remind you a lot of? I mean, like, you know, speaking, you know. Good question. Who, who does um, Brock Purdy remind you of? Like, I think the easy answer that everyone's going to think of is Alex Smith, and I think it's unfair. I don't like that comparison. I think Alex Smith had a little more mm -hmm. um, raw talent, maybe. Right. Right? Um that's a really good question. I, I don't have a guy off the top of my head because Brock Purdy, I think, is a little more mobile than he gets credit, credit for. for. Like, again, I'm not saying he's Josh Allen or Mahomes by any means. You know, right. I, don't, I don't think he's one of those two guys. But Brock Purdy, if he needs to run, he, he can get you a little bit. Now it's not Daniel Jones. I, I don't have maybe a little bit of, of a Geno Smith. Uh, in Brock Purdy. Does maybe. he kind of remind you of Joe Burrow, maybe, in a sense? Maybe a little bit. I think Joe yeah. Burrow, again, has a lot more right. raw talent. Right. But um, I think you can, see, you can make the case. You can see some similarities. Both great processors, right? Yeah. G both guys that when you, when you see them, 
again, not the strongest arm, right. but they, they do both do something that I think is very underrated. Absolutely. They put the ball in the correct spot for the receivers to get big plays after the catch. And you look at a lot of the, and again, some of that comes from the receivers, but yeah. look at the uh, A dot, average up the target. Yeah. Brock Purdy is, is the leader. You look at Yak, look at what Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk can do. Like, yeah. he puts the ball, not behind guys, he puts the ball in placements so the receivers can make a play and continue to make the right. same play. Right. So I think Brock Purdy, again, and Joe Burrow have a lot of those similarities. I think that's a very good point there, Malcolm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, Rivers and Eli were swapped in draft day trade in 03. Uh, Eli wanted a <laughs> – that was a whole thing. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember Eli getting uh... – Didn't want to go to San Diego. Who doesn't want to go to San Diego? Like, who does not want to go to the beach? Sorry. Yeah. That weather, are you kidding me? New York or San Diego? Diego. I mean – I think, it worked out. I think it worked out for Eli. He got two rings and uh, Philip Rivers uh, if, if I had to didn't. choose, If I had to choose out of New York or San, or San Diego, I would choose San Diego. Weather, you know, weather, it, you know, it, it, it's just ideal. And the beaches and just you get to see a lot of what San Diego has to offer. And for 56 years, the Chargers were in San Diego and they find, and, and then they moved to L.A. and became the L.A. Chargers. And now they share the same stadium with the Rams. How funny is that? I mean, how how wild is that? If I'm being honest, yeah. um, I hated when the Chargers moved. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I think there's always going to be a period where you are upset. Right. You are going to dislike when a team moves because it's not the norm anymore. I think right. a lot of times as human beings, we are resistant to change. Right. Okay. And so I was not a fan of that one. And quite frankly, I'm still not a fan of You're that a fan? one. Uh, I, I think San Diego was a much better spot. I think them in LA, there's so many teams in LA, they don't have that fan base there. I right? get you. But what I will say here about the Raiders in Vegas, I was a big proponent of disliking them moving to Vegas from Oakland. I thought Oakland was a great fan base, and I still feel for Oakland fans. Yeah. But now that I've experienced Allegiant, now that I've experienced Vegas a little bit more, right. there is a very large Raider fan base here. Um, there's a very real feel of the Chiefs-Raiders rivalry alive and well. Like, I didn't know how that was going to be with the move and I, again, I, I'll be the first to admit, I, I was very outspoken against this move because I thought it was going to almost have the rivalry deteriorate just a little bit. And but the no. rivalry won't have that same intensity like it, like it has been over the years. And, and what I'm seeing and understanding now is it's alive and well. I mean, yeah. you, you've talked to the Raiders players. I've talked to Aiden O'Connell, Jacoby Myers already. That rivalry is alive and well. You know, we talked to Max Crosby before this week. Ra uh, rivalry is alive and well. You see the Chiefs flag uh, allegedly under the Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. Uh, rivalry is alive and well. So I'm sitting back going, you know what? While change is always going to have some pushback at the beginning, I'm starting to understand a little bit more of why the Raiders moved from Oakland to Vegas. What about the Rams? Were you a proponent of them when they moved from St. Louis to L.A.? No. Like that? I, I was not a fan of that. Um, Either? So, sorry, Cronky. Uh, as a Mizzou guy, uh, I appreciate you. Uh, um, but as a uh, fan of, of football in the NFL, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I, I thought the Rams um, 
had a very good fan base, mm-hmm. they had a very good team. Now I get it, they were in LA before, I understand this, right? Like, right. I, I get that. Right. But, but I'm sitting back going, they had a great fan base, I didn't think it was done the right way. When the Rams moved, I did not think it was done the right way. Um, almost to an extent what the Oakland Athletics are doing. They yeah. almost forced their way out. Uh, if you've been to the stadium, not great. That turf is not ideal. Um, Mizzou played a football game this year, obviously, and it's been a few years since obviously the NFL teams played there. But yeah, but um, they did not have the upkeep, and because of that, they is a big reason why they moved. And uh, so, no, I was not a fan of that move. Right. Uh, all right. Question here from Brett. Uh, Brett says, is, "Is Brock Purdy as effective in 2023 in an offense that is not the 49ers?" Now, now, Brett. I don't disagree with that premise, and that's one that I've made a couple times in regards to him being the MVP. But what I will say is, what is he supposed to do? Like, what is Brett supposed to, uh, I mean, not Brett, what is Brock supposed to do? Not use his weapons? It's the same reason why I was not a fan of um, when, when people would knock Mahomes for having Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Right, they'd say, well, of course Mahomes is good. He's got these two, two great guys. Now, we obviously know Mahomes is still Mahomes. Yeah. But, but at the time, I go, what do you want him to do? Not throw to Tyreek and instead throw to Demarcus Robinson? Right. No, no, no. You no, use no, your no, weapons. No. And again, mm-hmm. if Brock Purdy was in Carolina, no, he would not be as good. But same time, he's using what he has. And yeah, I, can't, I can't knock a guy for that. Brock Purdy's using his weapons, you know, at his disposal that, you know, that he has. I mean, you know, you can't really fault what Purdy's trying to do. I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, he's doing, he's doing, he's doing, he's managing the game like he's supposed to under coach Kyle Shanahan. So you got to give him that, you know, give him credit for that. I mean, you know, you shouldn't really not Purdy hard for that, honestly. No. Uh, all right. A couple comments to get to. Will the A's move to Vegas? I don't know. I need to do more research. Last I checked, they were, and then I saw a report recently that said maybe the A's should try to uh, stay in Oakland. Um, that'll be when the uh, football season ends. More of an update for me from uh, to you guys. Uh, Mark says my birthday is Super Bowl Sunday. Be a great present for them to go back to back. Mark, I'll be rooting for you, man. Chiefs go back to back. I will be a. Uh, thrilled for you uh we're being joined now by jalen hyatt Hyatt. receiver for the new york giants Giants. how you doing doing? i'm doing good i'm doing good Uh, by the way jalen hyatt is brought to you by hyatt uh you guys probably saw the nil deal last year i mean obviously it made too much sense not to have it can you talk about your partnership with world of hyatt yeah just um you know started in my junior year uh in college as an nil do at first and then you know after that it moved to a partnership you know when i got to the league um but i think the biggest thing you know not because of the last name of hyatt and hyatt sure. you know why it makes sense um but i think the biggest thing is just what we value you know uh, hyatt and, and myself and that's you know that's just relationships that's family um and and those two those two big areas are the biggest things that we care about and care about and um it really just goes back to you know what they can uh, what they can provide and you know if you join every you know program and you can get upgrades you can you know at, at, at the same time there's Hyatt's all across the country so if you want to go on vacation you can go wherever not only that I'm going you know with my family to Mexico soon and um, I'm jealous oh man. yeah man wow. I can't wait yeah, I, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait so we're gonna go out there you know stay at one of the resorts of you know Hyatt one of the higher resorts out there so it's gonna be fun um, but I think the biggest thing about this partnership is just the two things that we value and that's family and relationships and um, that's the biggest thing about it Speaking of NIL, Jalen, what advice would you have for those um, 
college athletes utilizing um, the NIL um, situation? Like, yeah. share a little bit about that. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, if you're a young athlete and you know you get an NIL and trying to do partnerships, you got to make sure it makes sense. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Make sure it makes sense. Um, make sure that you want to do it. You know, not just because of you know, the money or whatever it is, make sure you actually want to do it, something that you actually want to be partnered with um, and something that's going to make your brand, you know, it's all about your brand at the end of the day and just something that makes your brand, you know, stand out compared to everybody else's. So, you know, if you're a young athlete, those are the probably those, you know, the key uh, focuses that I'll probably be doing, you know, if I was trying to get an NIL deals, those three things, you know, just trying to figure out those things. What was the biggest difference, the biggest obstacle for you going from college to the NFL? What was that transition like? Yeah, um, you know, obviously, um, the game speed's a little faster at first, you know, until you start getting used to it. Um, yeah. So at first, you know, beginning of the year, you know, preseason, you know, for week one, week two, that's kind of what I was struggling at first. Like, man, you know, you're in the league, bro. Like, you know, the game speed's here. But, you know, once I got that, it got easier. Uh, I think another thing probably um, – is you know obviously you play more games um and you know as a rookie it kind of hits you like it hit me you know week 12 week 13 you know when i realized like man you know we we still got you know like eight seven six you know seven more games you know and 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 you know in college you only play 12 games you're done so you know it started it started hitting me and um that was another thing i kind of had to fight through you know but as far as those two things you know it's been a smooth transition for myself your rookie year who was the toughest db you faced in your rookie year this year um, toughest, uh, probably, uh, I'll probably say Diggs, um, went against him, you know, when we went against the Cowboys before he got hurt. Um, so I'll probably say Trayvon Diggs, uh, just how he plays, um, you know, his eyes in the backfield, you know, he, he shout, he, he shadows you, you know, wherever you go, his really, your, your releases, your, your routes, you know, he's going to shadow you and, you know, he's going to follow you. And, um, you know, I, he's a long, he's a long, uh, long corner got long arms, um, you know, as far as how he's built. Um, so I'll probably say him. Uh, obviously, you had that 109-yard game and that win over New England as yeah. uh, towards the end of the season. What was that like for you? I mean, that has to be such a great feeling. You know, it's almost like you made it, right? Like the 100-yard yeah. mark has always been such a um, benchmark. Yeah, in the it's NFL. always it's always that benchmark. Um, you know, obviously, I wanted I wanted to touch that marker here. Didn't get that. You know, it sucked, but that's okay. You know, we'll get that year two. But um, you know, those hundred yard games are always the benchmark on what you want. You know, you you always want a hundred yard game. Um, I had multiple of them in college. You know, yeah. my, when I was at Tennessee. So when I got that first one, you know, against the Patriots, it felt it felt good. It felt you know I was relieved. But uh, you know, it's more you know plenty more in the future to come. Yeah. Um, my question to you, Jalen, would be. What are you looking to improve on in the offseason? Like, what are you like trying to improve on during the offseason? Yeah, um, I want to get bigger uh, just because, you know, they got me playing more of the outside um, role. So I want to get bigger. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, you know, still want to work on my contested catches, um, you know, keep get my hands stronger. You know, you, you can do that every year, you know, just keep getting my hands stronger. Um, you know, obviously, you know, routes, you know, making sure I'm crisp with my routes, making sure I'm getting better with that, you know, releases. Um, really, those those four or five things that you know I need to improve on, and you know those are things that I'll keep pro- improving on, you know, throughout every year, you know, and those are probably my biggest uh, main focus points that I'm trying to hit. Yeah, I love asking wide receivers because it's it's so different. I think I think fans at home a lot of times just say, "Oh, he's a receiver," 
yeah. but there's so yeah. many different intricacies at all three oh, wide yeah, receiver yeah, yeah. spots. Oh, Can yeah. you go through a little bit of the the growth from slot to the outside and some of the yeah. differences here? Um, yeah, it's, yeah, you know what I mean because I you know I played slot at Tennessee you know throughout my college career um, you know throughout my three years there I was playing slot didn't play outside at all and then you know when I got here you know with the Giants they kind of put me on the outside just because we got Wandell you know in yeah. that slot area and. Um, so they put me on the outside, and you know, at first it's, it's a little adjustment because you know, in slot you kind of used to a uh, little more free space, um, and then not only that, you know, you're closer to the quarterback. Uh, your routes are a little bit differently. Um, you have more routes as far as in the slot because you have, you know, you, you're more in the open space. You know, when you're on the outside, um, you have the sideline. You know, that def uh, defenders can push you to where they can use that as the, you know, that their help. Um, not only that, your routes are a little different. Not only that, you see more press. You know, you see more press man and. Um, safeties over top can help on you. So it's a, it's a whole bunch of things that, you know, it can affect you, you know, from a slot to the outside receiver. And for myself, you know, I, I played outside before, so I'm not saying I never played it. I played outside before in high school. So for me, it was just a little bit of adjustment. But now knowing, okay, this is probably where they're going to put me. This is probably where I'm going to be at. You know, finally learning that it will be an easier transition for myself in year two. So, yeah. Who were your favorite players growing up, Jalen? Yeah, favorite players. Um, you know, obviously I was a big OBJ fan um, when he was with the Giants. Uh, uh, Stephon Diggs fan. You know, um, uh, I'm a Justin Jefferson fan. CD. Really, all those guys that that's balling. You know, um, I'm a big uh, Deshaun Jackson fan. You know, I, I I really admire his game. And you know, at the same time, I try to. You know, I know he has. Um, you know what he does, but I try to play not mimic my game out of him, but you know I try to do the same things. And can we kind of have the same body type, same you know length as far as arms, and you know how we run is kind of the same. So um, that's another uh, you know obviously um, athlete or receiver that, that I love to watch. You know when he was playing. So yeah. it's really interesting. A lot of guys your age I've talked to. They almost always say Deshaun Jackson is one of the guys they yeah. looked up to. A guy that if you ask, like, who's in your Mount Rushmore of receivers? Deshaun Jackson a lot of time yeah. ends up on that top four. What is it about a lot of, I guess, just your generation of receivers that look up to Deshaun? I think it's a whole – just I think when you look at his game and, you know, obviously you can look and be like, man, he's fast, you know, he's fast, he's fast. But it's really what – when you really watch the details of what he does, like – you know, his eyes, you know, when he's running full speed, sometimes he makes defenders believe that he is going until he snaps it down and boom, it's a first down right there. You know, it, it's everything that he does um, with the ball in his hands and just how, at the same time, how fast he is. I mean, the dude's fast, you know, I'm fast, <laughs> he's fast. And, um, you know, I try to play like him and not, not only that, he's a fun player. You know, when he was playing, he was a fun player to watch. He was a siding player to watch. And, you know, that's what you want to be in the league, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to get there. You have a fair place you've eaten in, in uh, New York City, Jalen? Ooh, favorite place. Um, I'll probably go with. Uh, I was just at this pizza spot uh, before I came out here to Las Vegas. Uh, it's, it's on Prince, uh, Prince Street in New York. Man, the best pizza they have. <laughs> Boy, because I'm from South Carolina, so you know what I'm saying. Pizza out there, I be getting Domino's. Pizza, <laughs> you know the basics. You know what I'm saying, the basics. Nice. Um, but when I got out to New York and I had that, that's when I knew I never had real pizza. So. Um, yeah, Prince Street. Oh, guy. man, yeah. that, that's such a good call. I, <laughs> good I'm from call. Kansas City, all right? So, yeah, yeah, Casey, yeah. we're not – we got barbecue. <laughs> we're not known for our pizza. Yeah, I lived yeah. in Philly for a few years. Yeah. I've been to New York, and I remember being like, wait a minute. This is so different. Yep. And I, yeah. I was an idiot. I'd go yeah. to the bars until like 4 a.m. And I'd get a slice in between each bar I'm yep. hitting up. I'm yep. like, yep. man, New York ain't too bad after all. I huh? promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Uh, I, so I'm a Mizzou guy. I went to Mizzou. Okay. I'm sorry. I know that's there's okay. a little that's bit okay. of a rivalry here. That's okay. That's okay. Do you – I was your Tennessee guy. 
What, what was that rivalry like for you? I know it's kind of a budding one now. Yeah. The past two years, obviously, uh, you got the better of Mizzou and a little bit of the whole run of yeah. the score of them this year. Yeah. You saw yeah. Mizzou try and give it back. Yeah, you know, I'm actually – I was watching the game uh, this year when Tennessee played Missouri. Um and I can just tell. I was like, yeah, Missouri's different this year. I don't know what it was, but they were different this year um, because, you know, when we played them first year, when we just got hype uh, that first year, um, you know, I think it was a blowout, to be honest. Uh, it was. <laughs> I think it was. And then uh, second year, I think we won as well. But um, third year, you know, when I left, you know, I seen it was something different about Missouri. I think it's y'all quarterback, if I had to believe. Yeah. I think y'all have a good quarterback. Um, but I don't know. I might be wrong. But uh but, yeah, um, as far as rivalries in the SEC, though, man, it's, it, that's the best thing about it. You know, if you're a recruit, high school player, whatever, like, man, you want to come play in the SEC. You got the best of the best. Not only that, we're bringing more teams in. I think we got with Oklahoma and uh, Texas, Texas coming in, yeah. right? That's going to bring a whole other <laughs> element to it. Yep. So it's going to be fun, man. The SEC is going to be a fun, fun, you know, fun thing to watch. Even with saving, leaving, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So we're here, we're here at Super Bowl uh, 58 getting ready for the Niners and Chiefs. Mm. I want to I wanna know about your X Factor, and, uh, and, and let's talk about the matchup. My X Factor um, is definitely going to be Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to have him as my X Factor. I just think you can't bet against him. Um, I think if the 49ers come out and they do what they do to, did against us when we played them um, in week four, week three, I want to say if they come out, hold the possession of the ball like they do so well, you know, run the ball, you know, keep, keep the possession in their hands, you know, they're a complete team as well. So if they do that, they have a good chance of winning. But the problem is we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, I, I, every time I try to bet against him, you know, it never works out. So right. I just stop doing it and I just start going with him every time. You know, I just think, you know, just – I just think you just can't bet against him. I just think Patrick Mahomes I, – I really believe you go as far as your quarterback in, in, in National Football League, you know, and that's what he does, man. He wins games. He goes out there. He, he, he hits his targets. You know, he's accurate. I mean, and you see that every game, you know, with him. And not only that, Chiefs have a complete defense as well that I like. And – you know, it, at the same time, I love the 49ers, man. You know, they got Debo Samuels. They got a lot of guys that, <laughs> you know, can do what they got to do. But I got to go Chiefs, man, 24-17. Just so you know, there's a lot of Chiefs fans that listen to us right now. They're all going to yeah, be man. very I, I happy gotta, I got to go. I got to go Chiefs. <laughs> but at the same time, if 49ers do how they came when we played when we played against them, you know, they try to hold the ball, you know, hold the possession of the ball, you know, run the ball. Because I remember when we played them, man, like, Bro, we're, we're, we're on the sideline. Like, man, when are we going to get the ball? Like, yeah. when is our offense going to go out there? You know, they're very good at it, man. They're very talented at it. So, um, but I got to go Chiefs, though, 24-17. Uh, before I let you go, when it comes down to the transition from Daniel Jones to Tommy yeah. DeVito, what's that like as a wide receiver? What are expectations for next season? Yeah, um, you know, obviously we have three different quarterbacks that we had rotating. You know, yeah. when DJ got hurt, you know, we had Tyrod. And Tyrod kind of got hurt, you know, yeah. for a couple of weeks. Then we went with Tommy. And, um, you know, all three quarterbacks, obviously elite. Um, I love all three of them. But, you know, they all have three different – they all have, you know, their own things that they love. You know, their specific plays that they like. Um, so, you know, as a receiver, it's a little difficult because, you know, you're, you're playing with three different quarterbacks and, you know, th three different game plans, you know. So it was a little adjustment for us as well. But, um, man, as far as year two for myself, you know, just – I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a big, big year too. You know, yeah. big jump. I just can't wait, man. I'm blessed, and uh, you know, I love, I love it, love it in uh, New York, and you know, I love our fan base and only that organization. I feel like we have a, you know, complete team. We just got to finish, and you know, that's all we got to do. So we'll get there. Well, good luck next year. Have, Hello, fun have, have fun in New York. Have fun in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Appreciate Vegas. you. Appreciate Thanks you. for your time today, Jalen. Yeah, thank you again, Jalen Hyatt with World of Hyatt.
man, have some fun in Mexico, man. That's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I will. Trust me. <laughs> uh, I'm jealous right there. Uh, again, Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver for the New York Giants. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, Appreciate Jaylen. it. Uh, well, everyone listening right there, I mean, that, that's, uh, that's another Chiefs Chiefs guy, picking Chiefs. Yeah. What, do th- what do you think about that, Malcolm? So far, so good. I'm interested to see what, what, what the rest of the guests have to say. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just, you know, sometimes they try and uh, you hear the fans and the media talk. Yeah. It's a lot of Niners love, right? Well, yeah. A lot, lot of them picking the Niners. Yeah, but all a of a lot, sudden. Uh, it, it's, about, it's about split right down the middle, you know, like 51%. Oh, the fans are you know are picking the Niners, and then like forty nine percent is like Chiefs, so it's like so 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 it's a you know it's fifty percent right you know right down the middle. It's just really tough. Yeah. Um, Hunter, I'm gonna ask before Shannon Sharp gets here. I'm just gonna do it. How do you pronounce this? Ocos. Okay, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out the ad baby. That was fun though, man. Jed High, it's a good that was dude. Fun. Yeah, yeah, we'll go, we'll go with one of those. Uh, no, but it's fun talking with Jalen, man. I, I, I love talking to young wide receivers because I do think there's a massive um, difference from playing wide receiver in college compared to the NFL. Yeah. And getting their insight on the transition as well as, as well as for him. You know, he was a slot receiver at Tennessee. Yeah. Now you're an outside receiver. You're playing on the outside of the NFL. That is a massive difference. So getting their legitimate thoughts on the intricacies right. of, of the differences. It's a massive adjustment too, Sterling, also, you know, playing, you know, playing from slot receiver to outside in the NFL, at, you know, from college, that, that transition must be tough because like, you know, you're a slot receiver in college. Now you, you know, now you get drafted into the NFL. Now you're playing on the outside, you know, it, it, you know, you, you, you know, now your job as a, as a wide receiver is not just trying to catch the ball but you're trying to um to see like where the defender's at try to locate the ball and everything like that so it's not always an easy transition yeah it it'll probably take you at least when you start out in the nfl it'll probably take you at least a year or two you know to you know to transition what i will say is if you are a chiefs fan take what jalen hyatt said yeah and try and have a little more patience i think with sky Moore. okay I i know it might be hard for some people but when you look at Sky Moore as a slot receiver, that's what he does, yeah. and you see him forced to play on the outside this year, and you see all of the struggles, you should have a little more patience. Patience, I think. And again, I'm not saying Sky Moore is going to turn into a legit wide receiver one. I'm not. Right. Tr- I'm not trying to blow smoke for right. anyone. But I do think there's a case to be made that he can still be a valuable piece. Just he's in the growing phase. He's in the he's in the learning phase still. Yeah. Would you, okay, so if you had to play the receiver position, what um, what side what side of receiver would be difficult in your mind? Would it be outside or slot? I think for me, slot. I ain't taking those big hits over the middle. Now I know they try to protect you, yeah. but I, I'm not I'm not I'm not getting blown up. I, I I think there's a you can make the case that slot can be at times easier because you're going up against you know slot corners, you're going yeah. against linebackers, right. against safeties. Right. But once you catch the ball, you might get open quicker. But once you catch the ball, you're getting hit, and that's why I find guys like Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, who we're talking to Puka Nakua later today. Exactly. When, when you when you find guys like that and they're able to hang on to the football um, over the middle. 
I, I just have so much Wasn't respect Shannon for those guys. Sharp a slot receiver or an outside receiver? Shannon Sharp's a tight end. Oh, he's a tight end. That's right. He was a tight end. So he'll be joined by uh, Shannon Sharp in uh, just a couple minutes, minutes. here, uh, waiting on him. Um, I'm already getting some questions in the chat. Sharp's prime, Kelsey's prime. Who's better? Oh, man. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, if I had to say who's better, in my mind, I would have to go Kelsey. Uh, you gonna tell him that? Yeah, I'm. You, you gonna you gonna tell uh, you gonna tell Shannon that? No, but but um, but 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 honestly, I would have to go Shannon really because the way Shannon was able to um. To you just said Kelsey. Him. You you change it on me already, Malcolm? Yeah, I'm changing it on the fly. Okay. I gotta go Shannon here. Okay. Gotta go Shannon. Uh, love this comment. Can you guys give me a job, even like a dollar an hour? I need to get out of my house. I cannot. I don't have that power. Um, I don't have that power either. Can't Malcolm, help you on that one. We can't help him, I don't think? Nope. Can't oh, help you guys on that one. Sorry Dang. about that. We wish we could. We wish we could. We wish we could. Um, and again, I'm getting your, your guys' comments uh, right here about, you know, Shannon Sharp's thoughts on Travis Kelsey. We'll, we'll get his thoughts on Travis Kelsey as well as, uh, as George Kittle. Oh, yep. Um because I think those two guys have been the best tight end in football uh, for a while now. I mean, it's, it's been, I think, Kelsey won Kittle two, especially with the retirement of Gronk. Um, there's a clear-cut tier, I think, of those two. Then maybe if you want to throw Mark Andrews in the equation, I'll, I'll, I'll entertain it. But uh, I think Kittle and Kelsey are, are in a tier of their own. If you had to rank between Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, and Gronk, how would you rank them? In their prime or yeah. just careers? In, in, in their prime. I think in your prime, you might have to go Gronk one. Mm -hmm. The issue with Gronk is he retired. Right. Kelsey's still playing and putting up big time numbers. Like, I think it's always an interesting question is, okay, in a three-year sample size, who had a better three years? You might go Gronk. Right. You might. I'm not saying you will, but you might. Right. And I think you can entertain that. But when you right. go for career, I, I think it's already a pretty clear cut. It's it's Kelsey over, um, Kelsey over Gronk. Like if you want to say Super Bowls, I get it, man. But yeah, how, I, I don't know if you want to go with a rings argument for a tight end. Like I, I feel right. like that's a little bit of a little bit of a stretch there. there. Yeah. So again, I, I think if you're going uh, peak, you might say Gronk. Um, I wouldn't argue it, but I, I, I think if you're going career, it's definitely going to go for me, Kelsey, Gronk, Kittle. What about Mark Andrews? Mark what? Andrews fourth. And all, and all the uh, totality, whether it's, it's prime, career, any of that. Mark yeah. Andrews is, is behind those three guys for sure. Um, question here from Brett. Excited to hear from NFL all-time rookie receiver holder, uh, record holder Pukunakua. Can you ask him how he frames his 2023 season in terms of setting goals for 2024? Good question, Brett. We'll be joined by Puka. Um, let me see that right here. Probably around 9:45-ish. So hold yeah, on. 9:45 um, on that. I'll try to remember that one for you, Brett. Uh, good question here. Shannon Sharp or Tony G? Oof. Man, that's a tough one. Both were good in their primes. But if I had to choose one, I gotta go. I I, I gotta go. Uh, Tony Gonzalez here. Tony Gonzalez, was, you know, was a phenomenal tight end for Kansas City. You know, just I think you need to bring that up to him. I think I think 
you should bring up to Shannon, you know, I, I got Tony G over you. Yeah. I think that might be interesting. Yeah. I, I, see how that I, goes. I, I, I want to see what Shannon has to say about that. I mean, you've seen his biceps. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know what I'm not going to do? Get into an arm wrestling match That's, with Shannon. I'm not going to do that either. He's probably stronger than me, I'm sure. I don't know, man. You're, you're strong, dude. You're built. Yeah. Malcolm's built. Um, couple more questions here. Oh, this is a good one here from, uh, from Shrey. Do you think that the hits Rob Gronkowski used to take from safety, specifically at the knees, were dirty hits? I'll let you go this one first. Do you think they were dirty hits? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no on that. Um, they, the, the hits that, Rob, that, that, that Gronk took were clean. They weren't dirty. Um, so that would be my response to that. Yeah, I'll say for the most part, no, I do not think they were dirty. I think that he's a very large man. I think he's very difficult to bring down. Yeah. End of the day, I think it was a case of you had to try and hit him low or else he's going to go over you. Yeah, he's um, going to hurdle. He's going to he's going to hurdle over you if you try to hit him high. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and say uh no, I don't think those were dirty hits a lot of times on Gronk's knees. I think it was unfortunate. So the same thing happened with TJ uh TJ Hawkinson this year. So the same thing happened. Actually same uh it was the same safety that took out Hawkinson as well as um, drawing a blank on who was taken out um, after that. But again, I, I think that's the way the rules are set up right now. That's what you have to do, whether you think it's right. dirty or not. That is how the rules are set up for safeties. They can't go. Well, let me let me let, let me let me piggyback on that, Sterling. Let me ask you what you know what you know how how as a safety are you are you supposed to adjust with these rules? Though? Yeah. I, I think it is incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult for um, defensive players right now. And taking away that hit, I understand there's injury concerns. Yeah. But then I really don't know. You, it's easy to say form tackle. If you are a 5'11", 205 corner, right. you're a 6'1", right. 200-pound safety. Yep. And you see 6'6", 265 coming at you you try and form tackle it ain't gonna end up well for you, you ain't bringing him down so that's just the nature of the beast no, there's no great no. ways of doing it as a as a defensive tackle are there certain things that that you know in today's game that you think you know should you know you know you know are there things that is, as a defensive tackle that that could be that could improve the game a little bit better, you know, like, you know, with like the hits that that that, that these guys have to take, that they have to adjust. Is there something that 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 in your mind that maybe the NFL needs to consider um, taking away or, you know, or, 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 or maybe they're maybe improve or I, I, I know it's difficult and everyone wants the, the new hot topics, the, the hip drop tackle. I just don't see a way of doing that while being fair for defensive players to still bring guys down. Right. I don't think there's anything malicious behind these hits, right. but you can only do so much. If you can't hit high, you can't hit low, you can only hit in a, a one-foot radius, it's just not realistic to me. It's the game of football. It yeah. sucks. Injuries are a part. You know, talking to Max Crosby, you know, he goes, injuries are a part. We, we know what we sign up for. Yeah. We know what right. we sign up for. A um, couple questions to get to. Uh, <laughs> Sharp or Tony Moyaki? Yeah, I'm going Shannon Sharp. Tough one there. I'm going with Shannon uh, Sharp, too. Although I did like Tony Moyaki. I thought he was going to be pretty good. Yeah, he was pretty good, too. Uh, Chris said, uh, Sterling, did you see the question I sent you to ask Shannon? No, Chris. I did not see the question you sent to ask Shannon. Um, you can send that to me. I will try my best to get to stuff 
Um, obviously going to be a little difficult. We don't know how timing's going to go. So I will do my best, Chris, but I can't promise anything. Uh, but yeah, again, send that to me again on uh, the YouTube comments. Really tough right now. I have so many things open, whether my laptop, 18 pieces of paper, my phone, a water, a coffee. Um, I think 18 pieces of paper is actually an understatement. I have way more than 18. So You have more than that, so more than 18. Yeah, I got a lot. We got a whole bunch, of, a plethora yeah, of we stuff, have if you a, will. A, um, smorgasbord. A smorgasbord of, of things up here. Yeah, I, I would agree on with the that. Set. So we're doing a little bit of uh, finding out when Shannon Sharp's going to be here. We're doing a little bit of uh, moving around, but that is the nature of the beast. Hey, that's showbiz, baby. Yeah. That's showbiz. Absolutely. Come on, Malcolm. That's showbiz, baby. Absolutely. Oh, man. Absolutely. Uh, does Gronk's blocking ability give him an edge over the other great tight ends? Um, that's why I kind of said his blocking Shrey. Or I mean, his prime Shrey. I think if you want to say his prime, you can make that case. But I do think there's a reason why you draft receiving tight ends in the first round. You're not drafting blocking tight ends in the first round. I'm not saying it's unimportant, but I think it's a little bit of a, of a case where you're like, you're not drafting a running back for his pass protection. Right. That's a, a bonus. Right. And, and Travis Kelsey, I think, is a much better blocker than he gets credit for a lot of times. So I don't know. Again, Gronk is a better blocker. I'm not denying you. Right. But I don't know if the margin is that different than I think a lot of people want you to believe. And then it comes down to, do you think Travis Kelsey is that much a better pass catcher than Gronkowski was a pass catcher? And that's what it comes down to. You agree, disagree, Malcolm? I agree with that, Sterling. Definitely. Okay. We're going to have a little bit of a switch here. Shannon will be joining us potentially later on. We will find out. Uh, looks like he's running a little bit behind. Derek Brooks will be joining us um, hopefully very, very soon, actually. Yeah, very soon. So, very everyone, shortly, actually. keep posted. But that's showbiz, baby. We have to. Adapt and overcome. Yep. Adapt and overcome, Malcolm. Yep. That's what we do in showbiz. That's, that's the name of the beast right here. So we will wait and see. But it looks like Derek Brooks will be uh, next one up. If everyone remembers Derek Brooks, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, linebacker for um, Buccaneers. the Bucks for a long time, man. Yeah. Um, was, dude, uh, I love Derek Brooks growing up. He was, he was like my favorite linebacker to watch. Yeah. Like he, he really helped get me into football. Um, so I'm excited to talk to uh, I'm excited to talk to so. It's always fun when you talk to guys who you grew up watching and yeah, idolizing. Yeah, you grew up idolizing, you know, you, know, you know, in the game of football and just, the, and just be like, wow, this, you know, this player helped me idolize, you know, helped me to be, you know, the broadcaster I'm supposed to be or, you know, or the reporter I'm supposed to be. You know, so it's kind of, you know, I love things like that. And yeah. for me... I, I'll say this, you know, I love the Buccaneers. You know, I mean, back in the day, I mean, I loved Derrick Brooks. I loved, I loved uh, John Lynch. I loved Warren Sapp. I loved those guys, especially. Um, I loved Brad Johnson, who was quarterback. Sean King, those guys. Yeah. Warren Dunn. I could go on and on and on. Those guys were phenomenal players. Keith Sean King. I mean, and, um, Warren Dunn. Warwick Dunn. Yeah, Warwick Dunn. Yeah. Not a name I've heard in a while. Not a name I've heard in a minute. Laura Dunn? Yeah, it's been a while. I love it. Warren Sapp. I mean, eh, I love those Buccaneers teams. Yeah, yeah. Sean Mike King. Allstott? Yeah, Mike Allstott, Sean King. 
Good question here. Brian Erlacher or Derek Brooks? Uh, Jay Ham says, who's my favorite player? Mr. Derek Brooks. Uh, Sean goes on with Brooks is one of the hardest hitting linebackers. Yes, he was. He was. Um, Most certainly. Dude laid the wood. Uh, someone says, have we seen the Blue Man show? I've not seen the Blue Man show, but we did see the group walking around. Actually, uh, our producer Hunter got a, a great picture with uh, one of the members of Blue Man group last night. At the media party last um, night. They don't talk. Yeah, they don't. The Blue Men group don't talk. No. I didn't know this. It's kind of like if you go to Buckingham Palace, which, again, I've never been to. I'm not going to front. I've never been I've there. Been to, I haven't been to Buckingham Palace but, myself either, Sterling. But you know how they just stand there and, like, you're not – like, they don't talk? Right. Like, the Blue Men group, they don't talk. They're and just so, silent. They're, 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 they're just silent. You know, they're just uh, – you know, they're just – they're just watching, you know. Like, they're a phenomenal group, and – and if you guys are ever in the Vegas um, area, I highly recommend you go see Blue Man Group as well. Um, they were also on America's Got Talent as well, AGT. If you haven't watched AGT, it's phenomenal um, with Terry Crews and those guys. And, uh, you know, check I, out Blue Man Group if you're ever in uh, Vegas. I think Josh has maybe my favorite comment of the day so far. Not the first time Shannon Sharp ran away when Derek Brooks was around. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Ah. Uh, that's nature of the beast. We will uh, keep everyone posted on that. But again, Derek Brooks will be here shortly. Derek Brooks is brought to us by uh, Little Caesars, which is great, because I don't know if you know this about me, Malcolm. I'm a big Little, Little Caesars guy. Like, again. You know where Little Caesars you know, is it, it, based out of? Michigan, Detroit. It is. Detroit, Michigan. It is. I know you're a 49ers guy. Yeah. What, what's your optimism level as we head into Sunday's game? I'm, I'm very interested to see, Sterling, what the 49ers are going to do to try to slow down Hatch Mahomes. And are they going to try to get pressure on him? Are they going to try and stack the box? Are they going to try Stack and, the box. Yeah, are they going to try and stack the box? Are they going to try and do different couple coverages to try to slow him down? Is Steve Wolf going to try and... You know, do different blitz, pl you know, blitz packages. Are they going to try and cover? You know, do cover zero, or you know, that's my key right there. And I want them to try to get off to a faster start because lately, in the last two games, they've gone up such a slow start, just slow starts. You know, and and, and if you expect to start slow against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl on Sunday, you're you know you're in trouble. So Brock Purdy has to be has to be guns a blazing early on on fire. So that's what I'm interested in seeing as a Niners fan, so we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Uh, <laughs> man, there's a lot of great comments on yeah, here. I, I love everyone on, I love on here who's hanging out, chatting, having fun with us. Yeah, it's, um, all about, it's all about having fun. It's all about having fun. Again, Sterling Holmes, my guy Malcolm here. We are unified reporting, unified Super Bowl coverage with fan-sided and Special Olympics. Um, couple of moving parts here just a few moving parts here. yeah just a few moving parts so far uh, you know just uh you know it's all about you know it's, it's all about media row you know just just seeing all different uh different uh different stations you know different radio affiliates around the country you know just just you know just passing by so uh it's all you know it's all about the fun and the and the experience of doing this you know it's just it's my second year you know and i did it last year in arizona it was a lot of fun but this one tops it you know tops it better than arizona because 
Arizona last year was very, very tight, you know, very, very tight squeeze, everything. Everything was all tight, you know. The setup wasn't like this where you have more space, you have more real estate to do whatever, you know, and, and, and I like the setup. So I'm very interested to see what happens in New Orleans next year, you know, as, you know, as we get to Super Bowls, as we get to Super Bowl uh, 59 in New Orleans next year. Yeah. Uh, some more comments here. Uh, Sterling, is Kyle Shanahan known for having an answer to the Blitz, and how well do you expect them to adjust? I think pretty well, man. Chris McCaffrey can absolutely do it all. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk is the best fullback in football, man. Yeah, Kyle absolutely. Juszczyk is the best football. Hands uh, down. Best fullback in football. Hands down. Um, they can use him as a pseudo tight end. He's very versatile as well. I mean, again, I think when you talk about the 49ers offense, versatility is one of the first things that comes to mind. Yeah. Now, she's defense. Versatility is the first thing that comes to mind for me. Yeah. So it's going to be a matchup of who can get the edge. But as far as how can Shanahan um, adjust to what Spagnuolo is going to bring, I do think Shanahan's capable of it. Now, Brock Purdy is obviously young. He's, I guess you'd probably still say relatively inexperienced, right? He's not seen everything yet in the in the NFL. He hasn't seen a lot of, a, a lot of different um, blitz packages that Spags will throw at him. I'm sure that Brock Purdy is going to make the adjust. Now, my question would be, you know, for Purdy is, you know, you got to be be able to make that adjustment, you know, not not just in the first half, but but for the whole entire 60 minutes, you got to be able to adjust whatever Spags is throwing at him. Yeah. So you got to be able to just. You know, you know, like I said before, if you're the Niners, you got to start fast because the last two games you started so slow to a point where you have to catch up. And in the Super Bowl, if you fall behind to the Chiefs, you're in trouble. You are in trouble. I will say, though, again, going back to that a little bit more, uh, you know, George Kittle, again, great blocker. They, they, they will use um, other tight ends at, to stay in and help as right. blockers. They will be more prepared to pick up what the Chiefs can send than any other team the Chiefs have played this year. Right. Uh, while the traditional offensive line of the 49ers is not great, and they've had their struggles, Trent yeah. Williams is obviously an absolute stud. Right. But they have the the guys outside of the offensive line yeah. that have the ability to pick up what will be getting sent. I want to see if the Niners will, will you know, will, will, will utilize Debo Samuel, you know, will they have some trip plays up their sleeve? Will they try to get Jawan Jennings involved as well? You know, and you know, do some kind of like, you know, do some kind of like jet sweeps or something. You know, like just try to throw the deep, you know, try to throw the defense of the Chiefs off a little bit. You know, like do some kind of trip plays just to try to get the Chiefs' defense on their heels a little bit. You know, so that's what some, that's what I want to see on Sunday with the Niners. You know, like try to. Try to do some kind of trip play where you get the Chiefs defense on their heels a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think Debo Samuel out of the backfield running the football is what yeah. makes me more nervous. I, I I don't honestly, and again, maybe I'm the minority here, I, I don't think that Christian McCaffrey on the ground is going to be a huge X factor. Um, I think the Chiefs can take that away. I know the Chiefs have traditionally not ranked very well in run defense this year, but you yeah. saw what they did against Miami, a similar style of run offense. Yeah. Uh, you saw what they did against the Ravens. Now, again, I know they got ran all over by Denver, uh, at times by the Raiders, right? But end of the day, I think they have the ability to take away your best attribute. 
And I think McCaffrey on the ground running the football might be what they do best. Now, you will not be able to stop him through the air. Right. And that's my concern is, will the linebackers, Willie Gay Jr., I assume he's going to play. Neck injury was questionable a couple weeks ago. Should be good to go in this one. Leo Chennault, not known for his pass coverage. Exactly. Uh, Nick Bolton, love Nick Bolton, not known for his pass coverage. Drew Tranquil, who is, we'll see who is able to go up against McCaffrey. Well, Jerry Steve, don't forget about him too. Yeah, but I, I, I trust him to go up against Brandon Ayuk on the outside. Right. That's where I think he's going to be used most right. at. So, so Sterling, does this Chiefs team remind you kind of similar to what the Belichick teams that, that, that he had with the Pats? Do the Chiefs kind of remind you of, of that Bill Belichick kind of led Patriot teams that were successful winning those championships? I think this year more than any other. This year more than any other year, I would agree with that. Because when, when you look at it, this has been a defensive first team yeah there's been a team where receivers haven't always been great right you've ran the football a lot mm -hmm. and as great as Tom Brady was uh, sometimes you wouldn't ask them to do a ton right that depends they had different iterations yeah but if you're looking at the like the defense first the 13-3 Super Bowl win over the Rams I think you're looking more like this where Mahomes is obviously the best player in the world but you don't have him going out there and slinging the ball 50 times a game. Right. What you do is you pick and choose, keep the ball out of harm's way, and know and trust that in his limited opportunity, he will make the plays. Just how Tom Brady would go out in the plays that he needed, he'd make the plays. But winning 13 to three versus 35 to three, it's still a win, right? right? I, I know fans sometimes, and I, myself included, I would look back and go, yeah, I mean, they won by scoring 13 points. Yeah, but they didn't need to score more. Yeah. They trusted the defense. They they took what was given, they, and they got it done. The right. Chiefs did this against the Ravens. Second half, they weren't out there throwing the ball. What did they do? Ran the football. They go, you know what? Ravens aren't going to score, so let's just run the clock out, take some time off. Run the you know, run the rock, you know, and, and just keep the ball out of harm's way and keep the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands. That's what they did two weeks ago against the Ravens. So, if you know, if I'm the Niners, you got to do – you got to pretty much watch what – you gotta watch what what the Ravens tried to do, or you could try to see. Okay, we gotta keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands as much as we can. Yeah. Like you know, you gotta control the line of scrimmage. If that's something the Niners can do on Sunday, then I think you know, then I think the Niners will have a chance. But if they don't, then the Chiefs, to me, are gonna win this game. Yeah. Uh, a couple comments to get to right here. Trent Williams versus FAU thoughts from Jesus Perez. Uh, not good. <laughs> hey, at, least, at least you could say that Trent doesn't have any tape on FAU, right? Right. <laughs> no, man. Um, I don't know how much FAU plays. I really don't. I actually do expect him to be active with Charles Minhu going down, uh, obviously with the ACL done for the year. Uh, we'll see how that affects him next year. That's more off-season talk coming your way later on. But when it comes to FAU, I expect to see a lot more Carl Loftus, which I also see Sean points out Carl Loftus is his X factor because – a minute who was really coming on as the, I love, I love George K, but he does not always win quick. Right. I love Carl Loftus. What, I, I, he is extremely valuable to this team. But a minute who was a guy who was starting to win quick and make a lot of impact plays, him going down puts an added pressure on Carl Loftus. He now has to step up because Chris Jones is getting doubled. So then you had Carl Loftus and a minute who going one-on-one. -on -one. Right. One of those two guys has a chance to make a play. Now, extra pressure on Karloftis. He would be my X factor. But going do back... Loftus, do you think Karloftis is going to get, you know, going to get after Purdy, you think? Do you think he's going to have a big day? Or do you think, do you think the Niners are going to say, to. okay, okay, it, it, you know, we're going to try to 
you know, try to stay, you know, stay away from Karloftis and, and Jones and those guys? Uh, he's going to have to, man. I mean, Karloftis is going to have to have a big game. If he does not, this Chiefs defensive line is going to be in serious, serious trouble because Mike Dana, uh, as much like Mike Dana, he's a solid piece. Yeah. He's not the most explosive guy. He's a guy you want for the season. In a one-game sample size, are you trusting Mike Dana to get up and, and, and you know, defend a pass, you know, knock a ball down the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, get a sack, get the backfield four or five times. I think you have that with the Minahu. I don't know how much you yeah. trust Mike. Again, not saying he can't do it, but I think it'd be more of a surprise in Charles, which again, added pressure on Karloff. As Karloff already plays a ton of snaps every single game. So now you're going to see those snap counts go even higher. Right. Got a great motor, but how much can that motor last? Uh, you're going to be getting him going up to 300K miles if you want it in truck terms uh, this game. So, 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 so the field conditions, if you had to choose between the Niners and Chiefs, who has the advantage? Who would you pick, Niners or Chiefs, who would have that advantage with the field conditions? Uh, Chiefs. All the way? Uh, Chiefs have played uh, twice a year in Vegas now. Yeah. And... Um, so, okay, uh, we got a little bit of, of news here. I will show you this. This is going to go to Puka Nakua yep. later on, whenever Puka Nakua comes on here. Yeah. Uh, Derek Brooks is getting pushed back. He is going to be on the Arrowhead Attic stream little later, a little later on. That's the hope. So Derek Brooks, uh, again, obviously, a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving things going on here. So things will get pushed back. Things will get added in. Uh, obviously, like yesterday, Gracie Hunt was all of a sudden walking by. Gracie Hunt came on. Yeah. Derek Brooks right now, Shane Sharp, they weren't able to make it right here. They might be getting pushed back a little later, but Derek Brooks on Arrowhead Attic with Patrick Allen uh, and myself looks like it's going to happen. Nate Boyer will be up next. next. Nate Boyer, uh, former NFL long snapper. Really cool story, man. He was a United States Army Green Beret, served six years overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, he has a really cool story. So we'll be talking with uh, Nate Boyer, Boyer. Um, hopefully pretty soon. He was also a Texas, um, University of Texas walk-on, which, which is amazing. Had no football experience whatsoever. Eventually became a starter, but then only made one tackle in three preseason games for the Seahawks. What a miraculous story. Can't wait to interview Nate Boyer. You know, so looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, in regards to what uh, Shrey said, I think this is a phenomenal, phenomenal question. Uh, the 2015 Broncos allowed 340 points in 19 games. The 2023 Chiefs have allowed 335 points in 20 games. Should this Chiefs defense be remembered as an all-time great defense? Very, very good question. The only issue is there were a couple of better defenses this season. Yeah. Now... Again, it might not seem that long ago, but in eight years, I do think the game has evolved a little bit more. Now this year, scoring was down league-wide. Yeah, it was. So I do think that has to be thrown into the equation. Now again, I'm not talking dead ball era in baseball, right? But right. same point, Right. I'm sitting here going, when you see what the Ravens did, you see what the Niners did, the Browns did defensively this Ooh, year, yeah. um, they're all in the same category as Kansas City. So if you're saying the Chiefs are historically great, which, again, I think in Chiefs history, this defense goes down Absolutely. as one of the best ones. I mean, obviously, Hands you go down. down with Willie Lanier. You go Absolutely. down with Bobby Bell, Derek Thomas. I get all that. But in regards to looking back and the bowels of history, I, I don't think 
you're going to look back and say this was historic. I think you'll say it's very good. It's very good, but not historic by any stretch of the imagination. And again, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. Because that 2015 Broncos defense is known as that. Right. I, I just don't think because of the other teams that were great this year defensively, this Chiefs team will get remembered For the way it probably should. It should, but but this year's Chiefs defense is gonna, you know, is a good defense. You had you had phenomenal defenses all season long by the Ravens, the 49ers, the Browns you could put in there. I mean, you know, you know, just to you know, just to answer that question, I mean, you know, it the twenty fifteen yeah. Chiefs defense That's a big hat right there. I, I don't we can't get a camera on it. That's 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 the big hat right there. I love the hot I love the hat. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, they're amazing. We're doing the NFL experience, and so we got. Oh, thank you. We're doing the NFL experience, and so we got uh, a booth over there, and so we're doing the purple, the white. We have red for Chiefs. Nice. We got incredible. All of them. So you, you got can pick the color. Ones too, just like that. Yeah. Nice. And then the special patches. So we got new patches for the Super Bowl, and then the logo, and you that can also sweet. make your That's... own teams. And how's it fit around the dome? Is it pretty? No, it's perfect. It's perfect. So there's two. We got like a small, medium, and then a medium large. So yeah. You can wow. definitely I'm small, like... medium. I got a small head. Small okay. head. Oh, this one's this one. Do you want to try it on? I'm good. I'm good. I have Thank a big you. head, so uh, so I'm sure that you know. You. I'm sure... We'll get you one. Yeah. We gotcha. <laughs> we yeah. want to be safe. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. You know. Exactly. I, exactly. I, I... Those are awesome. Where are they Those at over awesome. there? Um, so we're we got a booth at the NFL Experience. Okay. So we'll be there. Uh, we're in the um, like right next to the Nike and the, awesome. all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Yeah. yeah thank you guys. Thank yeah, you so I'm much. glad you like it. No, it's awesome. I it's can't awesome. wait to show it to my uh, to my golf trips with that hat on, trying yeah. to you know I, 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 really I, show I them up. I can't wait to wear that. I can't wait to wear that going back home in in, in Florida. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Of course. Yeah. Of course. See you around. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Big, 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 big hat guy. Yeah. I love big hats. She's just getting around, just getting inundated by everyone who's walking yeah. by and seeing the big hats. Se seeing it. Was it Brian Robinson that had the big hat originally? Was that the first guy that really had it? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I love Jimmy who goes, don't mess with Sterling's hair. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> she knew right away. When she's like, you want to try it on? I'm like, I'm good. She's like, you can tell. Yeah. You don't want to mess with the locks. We got a long day here, and... Uh, got to keep it looking at least a little tight you got you got a little professional with the locks there Sterling. definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, uh chiefs again says chiefs win travis kelsey proposed to taylor swift on the field i don't know man that's that's ball it's not been long enough that's ball not long enough that's ballsy but i don't think that's gonna happen uh shrey goes i'm a broncos fan so that's really all i have to cling on to hey well if you're a broncos guy first off appreciate you listening here man Thank you so much. Uh, I guess then I gave you the answer you wanted, which was I, I would I would go back and say no. That 2015 Broncos defense will be re will be remembered more fondly and historic than this Chiefs defense. Again, I get what you're saying points wise, but uh, I, I I just don't. And fair or unfair, that was Peyton Manning's last hurrah, uh, if you will. And it, it, and, and let's be real Carolina now. as well with Cam Newton as well. They blew him you got to remember. Carolina only had one loss in that, you know, it, you know, you know, during that year. So, you know what, you know, like you know, like we're saying, you had great defenses all season long, from the from the Ravens and the Browns and the Niners. I mean, this Chiefs defense is going to be a good defense, but they're not going to be considered the great all-time defenses, you know, we're accustomed to seeing. And again, just Peyton Manning wasn't the same offensive right. juggernaut, juggernaut, and so right, exactly. they were defense. And this year, fair or not, 
when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback in his prime, the defense will never get its fair due. Absolutely. It, it, it just won't. And the thing is, defensively, you don't see a lot of superstars, yeah. or at least current big names. Maybe we look back and we'll yeah. say, oh, LeJarrius Sneed, Hall of Famer. Trent McDuffie, Hall of Famer. Nick Bolt, whatever you want to say. But, like, we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. And so you have Chris Jones, but that's really the only superstar name. Right? That's the only real, I think you can make the case, superstar. Do you see Chris Jones as a Hall of Famer eventually? Yes. Chris Jones, I think, is already there. I think Chris Jones, if he retired right now, he's a Hall of Famer. I, I, Would you say he's better than Derek Thomas was? Great question. No. No? No. I don't think I would go that far. Where would um, you go then? If not Derek Thomas, great. Derek Thomas is the best of would all you time, go, maybe. Would you go Reggie White? No. Come, you're naming the best of all time, Malcolm. Right. Come on. No, I, I can't get there. But I, like, I, I think if you're looking back, he, he's in a in a category of the elite all-time interior pass rushers. Right. Oh, dude, there's more noggin bosses. Yeah, those are great. We we saw you guys walking. Oh yeah, she's back again. She's, she's back, back again. again. I like yeah. it. Oh awesome. awesome, cool. Thanks, guys. Sweet. Thanks. Sweet. Yeah. Thank awesome. you guys. Look at that, Malcolm. You gonna rock one of those? Oh, I'm gonna rock it, Sterling. Yeah, baby. We're those are rock cool. it together. How about that? Those are sweet. <laughs> those gonna, are sweet hats. We're gonna rock those. We are. Um question here. Um uh, Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah say, pay Chris Jones no matter what, let Snead walk. Now, I, I think that is it's fair. I think it's tough, but let me lay this out for you. We all want both guys back. We all want LeJarrius Snead back. Yeah, we do. Well, if you're a Chiefs fan, now maybe you're a 49ers guy, you don't yeah, care as much. I, 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 I want LeJarrius Snead back, absolutely. But, but, I, 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 but he's a cornerback, and there's a lot higher variance with yeah. corners. Now, again, you saw Traverius Ward go from a really good cornerback in KC to all pro in San Fran. He was on that trajectory. But you've seen guys. I think, obviously, Namdi Asamoa is the first guy that comes to mind when you think of guys falling yeah, off. Yeah, he played for the Raiders. Uh, you think J.C. Jackson with the Chargers. Like, yeah. uh, cornerbacks are very volatile. I think of them a lot of times as closers in baseball. Uh, Wade Davis for the Royals, great for a while. Fell off. Greg Holland, great for a while. Fell yeah, off. Walking story back and yep. back and forth. I mean, like mm -hmm. it's very difficult. And Chris Jones plays a position where it's very easy to predict year over year. Not always. You know, maybe one year 16, one's 10. Right. But I think year over year you have the more consistency with a defensive lineman. Uh, I think if you're going to make the case of who do you pay more, what's more consistent, you go with Chris Jones. And I will also be the case is the Chiefs have done a great job finding cornerbacks. I mean, you look at Trent McDuffie, all yeah. pro this year, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, valuable pieces. Um, I look just at, look, look at the Honey Badger who you know who 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 was on the Chiefs. I, I I just sit back and I and I find you can draft these guys. They've not shown a great ability to always draft defensive linemen. Right. And so, if you want to make the case. I think you can make that case, and you can find me swaying towards getting Chris Jones staying in Kansas City instead of Legarius. But Legarius is younger, you know. It's um, the Chiefs are going to have some decisions to make during the offseason. You know, if you ask me, Sterling, I mean, they have a lot of decisions to make. Yeah, 
it's going to be difficult. And, uh, and, 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 you know, and, and for me, I'm just seeing what what transpires with Coach Reed. You know, you know, is he, you know, is 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 this going to be his last hurrah? You know, is he going to go Andy, into the sunset? Andy's, he came out and said, "I ain't done. He ain't yeah. done yet." Uh, now, I will also point out. Uh, someone asking Bolton and Creed Humphrey walk after this season. One more year. They got one more year. They got four years. They were second round draft picks. They got four years. Uh, if you mean after the after the Super Bowl and then that next season, yes. But after the Super Bowl, no. They got uh, got one more year left. Where do you see the Chiefs? What do you think the Chiefs need to do um, during the draft? You know, where do you think they could? Where do you think they need to improve in your mind? Wide receiver. Wide Obvious receiver. answer. Obvious answer, wide receiver. Other position besides wide receiver or just wide receiver in general? I wouldn't mind drafting a little more offensive line depth. I think you never have too much offensive line depth. I think you can never have too Honestly, believe it or not, I think a little bit of linebacker because you might not get Willie Gate Jr. back. Who knows with uh, Nick Bolton what his price is going to cost. Drew Tranquil obviously was on a one-year contract. Willie Gate Jr., Leo Chennault. I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of a third-rounder fourth rounder probably a fourth round linebacker I think I think that's probably where I'd go I think defensive tackle still a, a spot they tried they missed Keandre Coburn in the sixth round this year I think that's actually lauded as a great draft yeah. pick didn't plan out if you're the Chiefs what if you had a if you had a wideout you would you would go after in the draft this upcoming year in Detroit who would you you know who would you go you know who would you draft what was that now one more time a wide out in the draft for the Chiefs? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, that is a very good question. Uh, we're actually talking to a few of them today, so I'll see if I can sway them. Uh, see if I can sway them. We're, we're, we're talking uh, later on with, uh, we got a couple of receivers. Where are they at? Brendan Rice, Jerry Rice's son. Yeah. See if I can sway him. Roma Dunze, see if I can sway him. Uh, Don Kincaid, I don't think I can sway him. He's already obviously with the with the Bills, but I'll, I'll see if I can sway him. I'll see if we can make sure we don't get any tampering charges. We're not trying to do any tampering. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking along the lines of the NFL draft, you know, in Detroit and everything. So it's like, you know, so it's like, I want your team to be successful drafting because you know you you know you guys could always use a top notch wideout. Your defensive tackle could always be better. Yeah. You know, you guys have tried, oh, you know, in the past drafting, but it hasn't worked out. Um, but, but to me, the, the the top position for the Chiefs they have to go after in the draft is, is absolutely wide out. Absolutely. It has to without be. a doubt. As far as the 49ers, obviously you're a Niners guy. What, what what position do you think the Niners are going to be looking at this year? I mean, we could always improve on. I mean, Brock Purdy, you know, he's developed so well. Um, I would have to say we would need, like, we would need, like, defensive tackle. We could, we could always use that. We could always use um, middle linebackers, those sort of things. We could always use cornerbacks, you know, um, just, ju you know, you know, just, throw, you know, just throwing those things out there because, you know, the Niners, we can always get better. We can always get better at every position. There's, there's nothing wrong with improving on position blocks. Yeah. Uh, see the chat right here. Sean Browning says, Julio Jones. 
No, man. I'm sorry. Let me, let, let me actually get a little looking, a uh, little look-see here. Where is Julio Jones? What he did this year? Again, I understand he joined late, joined the Eagles, had a couple of nice, decent games. They had a couple of games with a few touchdowns. He, he zone, also was with the Titans also, too. Don't forget. I'm, uh, I think at this point, a, uh, what's he at now? What is his age? I don't know why he's not telling me I'm pro football. He's probably 34. Um, what did he put up this year? Uh, let me go down 2023. He had a grand total of uh, 74 yards. 74. Year before, he had 299. Year before that, he had 434. Year before that, he had 771. Now, I get it. He's only played in nine games, 10 games, 10 games, 11 games. What does that tell you? He's 34 now. Right. He's going to be 35. He's getting up there. Um, he's getting up there for that, you know, for that age, you know, you know, with, uh, with wideouts. I, I, I wouldn't even... You wouldn't entertain a thought of going after him. Wouldn't entertain a thought. Um, again, a great career. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Julio Jones ain't moving the needle for me. Um, I would like the Chiefs to go after a... Um, you, what, what's interesting is I think before Rasheed Rice took off, yeah. I was sitting here saying wide receivers are much more important need. But I, I liken this to the rubber band effect. Yeah. The Chiefs spent so much draft capital defensively. Yeah. So much draft capital defensively. That's where they concentrated the most, though. But And the defense is great, but you, you see the deficiencies now at wide receiver. Yeah. So my question is, don't put all your eggs in the wide receiver basket, because then what's going to happen? Rubber band. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're going to have deficiencies back on defense. Fence. It's a sprinkling. It's it's a, it's an act. This is the salary cap area. You right. will not be great at every single you spot. Gotta draft, you know, you got to draft, you know, you know, where you won't be um, – limited to where okay you know if if you put all your receivers in one basket you try to draft it's going to be a struggle you know on the back end defensively like you don't have all your defensive backs if you try to just put your eggs in like okay we got we got to draft the wide receiver you know and then your defensive um units would be low yeah you know so you know if you're a franchise you got to try to be like okay where's our biggest need how can we improve you know, from you know, from you know, from the previous year when it comes to win total, you know, and go from there. Yeah. And you also have to look at if you have enough salary cap to do that. If you're a team that doesn't, you know, then you have to look elsewhere. Well, I do think this is what makes Brett Veach and the Chiefs so special. It's not just the high level guys they've hit on. Yeah. Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, even LeJarius Sneed, Nick Burton. Right. right. Um, Joe Tooney, the you know, obviously paying a guard that much in free agency. You know, we all thought that was a joke, and now, yeah. um, not a joke, but you, you pay a guard that much, you're like, what's happening? He better be worth it, and he surprisingly has been worth it for a guard. Um, depth, though, to me, has been the biggest takeaway. Drew Tranquil, Willie Gay, Leo, Bolton, they've all been rotating in and out. You look at the defensive line, you know, Mike Dana, I think, has been perpetually underrated. At one point, Turk Wharton had to play a big amount of snaps yeah. against the Ravens. Right. Like, I, I think depth has been the biggest need or the biggest uh, promise for the, the Chiefs team this season. You look at Jalen Watts and Joshua Williams. You know, you look at they were on their fourth safety. They went from uh, yeah. on the other side, Brian Cook. Brian Cook was a starter. Then you went to Mike Edwards. Then from Mike Edwards, you went to Chamari Connor. Chamari yeah. Connor, you went to Deion Bush, who Deion Bush had an interception against the Ravens. So you're like, yeah. you're sitting here going down the list, and I think depth, Nick Allegretti filling in for Joe Tooney. Like, depth to me, Wanya Morris filling in for Donovan Smith. That to me is the storyline of the season for the Chiefs this year. What about Marquez Valdez Scantlin? What about him? 
Yeah, I mean, MVS, he, playoff MVS is a uh, is a real thing, man. Playoff MVS really steps up, and regular season was a struggle, but playoff MVS, now that is real. Nate Boyer just, just hopped on in. Nate Boyer. What's up, y'all? How are you? What's up, man? Nate Boyer? How, yeah. are you How are you doing? Good to meet you. What's your name? Malcolm. Nate. Malcolm. Good to meet you. Good to meet you, dude. Pleasure. Sterling. Sterling, right on. Cheers. Uh, Nate Boyer, bronze star recipient, a recipient who deployed in both Iraq and Afghanistan with the elite U.S. Army Special Forces, a Texas Longhorn, That's Seattle right. Seahawk. What all you got going on right now? Uh, not playing football anymore, you know, but my Niners are. So I grew up in the Bay Area, <laughs> oh, so I'm a Niner a fan. Niners you a Niner right fan? Yes. Let's go, baby. Yes. Um, yeah, so uh, about eight years ago, uh, right after I got cut, military had ended, got, got released uh, from the Seahawks. And I co-founded an organization called Merging Vets and Players. So at MVP, we bring together combat vets and former pro athletes. We help them find purpose and identity when they lose a the uniform. So we've been doing that for the last eight years. And then during COVID, uh, we made a movie about it. You know, we shot a movie called MVP. So if you want to learn more about the organization, of course, go to vetsandplayers.org. We got our big gala coming up in April at the Star in Dallas, you know, with the Cowboys and whatnot. So yeah. that's April 13th. Nice. Uh, but also just to learn more about uh, an easy way to kind of get an idea of who we are and what we do is to go watch that movie. And that movie's on uh, it's on Paramount Plus and uh, uh, Prime and oh, Apple good. TV and all that Paramount stuff. Plus, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. It's free if you got Paramount <laughs> yeah, Plus. Thank you. Yeah, so I got Paramount it's, Plus too. It's like three or four bucks if you got to rent it somewhere else. It's Shout definitely out to my worth it. For that but one. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. But definitely check it out. It's uh. It's really about how we started. It's a scripted movie, not a documentary, but Tony Gonzalez and you know Michael Strahan and Howie Long and Jay Glazer and Randy Couture, they all play themselves in the movie. Yeah. And then yeah. all these vets are playing uh, veterans in the story too. Every vet portrayed on screen is played by a vet. So it's like a real authentic project. Yeah. It's the first one I directed. And so that's, that's really what I'm into now and one of the things that I'm focused on yeah, I mean, doing is storytelling. Your, your story has been one of strength, resilience, um, I mean, walking on at Texas, I mean, that's nuts to me. I mean, th this is a massive school, one of the best football programs in the country. How did you walk on and then get that opportunity? What even made you think I'm getting into football here? You know what? So I never played growing up. That was the biggest thing. I never played and I regretted right. it. I played baseball, I played basketball, and I was good but not great. Sure. Like I was the sixth man on the basketball team, um, you know, pretty good baseball player but no scholarship offers or anything right. and that sports were my thing that was like what I loved and so and I never played football and I regretted it because it was like it's my favorite sport like I I grew up during that 49ers dynasty you know what I mean yeah. and so I was like you know what I'm, I'm transitioning off of active duty now I was 29 and I was ready to go to college and I was like I might as well just I'm just gonna try out for the team and see what happens so I prepared for it I trained for it and I went to University of Texas and went to the tryouts and by the grace of God, I made the team. And, and then I was like, okay, now I got to find a way on the field. So safety wasn't happening. Wide receiver, I wasn't going to play. Uh, but long snapping, one of, those thank <laughs> one of those thankless jobs that you got to be good at. You got to be consistent. Yeah. You got to be accurate. Uh, but you don't get any glory. Like yeah, you right. do it right 500 times in a row, nobody mm -hmm. cares. You screw it up once, <laughs> your name's in the paper for all the wrong reasons. You know? Nate Boyer, Nate again. Boyer. Man, we appreciate Shit. it so, so, so much. Uh, merging vets and players. I can't wait to check out the movie. On yeah, Paramount please do. Plus. I can't wait to check it out, too. Uh, and then it looks like we can go to www.vetsandplayers.org. That's right. That's where to go. Vetsandplayers.org, yes. And to awesome. check out more about MVP. What's your sport? Uh, I play basketball, bowling, track, and golf, Nate. 
Awesome. What's your favorite? What's your uh, best and what's your favorite? My best is uh, basketball, and my favorite is bowling. Oh, nice. Yeah. So one of my best friends in Texas, guy I li- uh, live with out in Austin, actually, um, I played football with his younger brother. His grandmother was the first woman, in the, at least in the state of Texas, to bowl a 300 in a tournament. And so she's like a legendary yeah, bowler. Yeah, I so he loves to bowl. I haven't bowled a 300 yet. I'm getting there. You're getting there. I believe it. There. This will be my 18th year as a Special Olympics uh, athlete. And uh, it, 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 it blows my mind, like, how much I've, I've matured as an athlete and also a, uh, a reporter. You know, I did this last year, and, it, you know, I feel like I've gotten better, you know, this year compared to last year. That's all, all, that's all it's about. I've been asking, and, you know. And I would love to ask you for your thoughts on the night. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Malcolm. We had, we had timing restraints. I, I'm real sorry. Quick, what was it? Real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, X Factor for the Niners and Chiefs game. On oh, X Factor Niners and Chiefs. Long snapper. No, dude, it's, it's the quarterbacks. <laughs> it, you know, like, I mean, obviously it's Mahomes. It's hard to vote against Mahomes, but like Purdy being young and fresh, like you never know. So that's the X Factor, I think. Can Purdy show up? Awesome. Thanks Nate for your Boyer. time, Nate. No, thank you. Appreciate Nate, you guys. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Cheers. Nate. Nate Boyer right there. Too- Phenomenal story. Uh, appreciate also everyone in the chat. I mean, his story is phenomenal. It makes sure you guys check out that movie. That is going to be really, really uh, cool. And also shout out to my fiance for making sure we have Paramount Plus. Uh, coming up next, we have Puka Nakua. Uh, feel bad we had to cut Nate Boyer a little short. Puka Nakua coming in right here. Man, Puka Nakua. <laughs> Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Year nominee right here. Puka, how are you? Life is good. I'm, I'm, I'm living the dream. All right, man. Uh, I got to start first. What does it feel like to be, again, uh, Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Year finalist? Uh, it's such a blessing to, to be up there with uh, CJ and a bunch of the other guys and the rookies who have been balling. It's, it's been a, a, a huge blessing, but I think uh, I got to add to my, my Pepsi uh my Pepsi memorabilia. I got all the rookie, the rookie belts and stuff like that. So I'm excited. I got, I got a spot up there in my, in, on my wall where this next award's about to go. So I'm ready for it. <laughs> hey Puka, I want to ask you, what are some of the things you've learned playing with Cooper Cup? Were they big shoes to fill when he was hurt? Um, definitely. I don't. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say I was able to fill them exactly. Um, but he's been the best. He, the, his ability to understand the defense and understand how wide receivers need to move in order to get open um, is is unreal. And the knowledge that he has and is always willing to share is it makes playing the game of uh, playing the game of football and playing the position of wide receiver super fun. How were you able to transition so seamlessly from college to the NFL? I mean. It's very difficult. I, I think a lot of guys struggle their first year, heck, sometimes into their second year. A lot of former, even all-time great wide receivers, it took three years before they start really getting their, their feet underneath them. How are you able to adjust so quickly? Uh, I, you had uh, just before in the question with uh, with Cooper Cup and Matthew and Coach McVay, uh, that, that three-headed monster of just these absolute football geniuses uh, has made has made my life so easy. And then Matthew Stafford, I think of the guy who spins the ball. Um, I can't think of a guy who really spins the ball better than him, and he does it so well. And every time I, I drop a pass and we look at it on the tape, it's like a perfect spiral. It hits me right in the middle of my chest, and I'm and like he just like he it's not even any words. He just looks and it's like I'm like I'm so sorry, Matthew. Like I'll catch the ball. I promise. Like don't yeah, please don't stop throwing the ball to me. <laughs> You get a hundred and some <laughs> targets on one. Come on now. Well, who was the tough? Who was the toughest defensive back you faced in your first year? Um, 
Stephon Gilmore was a good one. Jair Alexander. I used to be a Packers fan, so that was that one was a one that uh, I had like kind of marked up on my schedule. It was like, man, I can't wait to we went to play in Lambeau Field, and my first catch was actually against Jair Alexander. So, um, but a lot of the DBs, uh, those two are the first two that come to my mind. Awesome. As far as the actual differences from college to the NFL, you know, I, I think a lot of times in college, the whole thought process is defenses aren't necessarily trying to confuse you, right? Defenses yeah. are trying to, hey, we're trying to get in our spot, and we're going to try and shut you down. The NFL. It's like Spagnola is a great example for the yeah. Chiefs. Steve's a corner. He tries to confuse you. What was that transition like in that aspect? Um, it was very hard of like not under, really understanding where guys are moving, and then trying to understand like how do I where how does the route that I'm running how do I beat the the, the defense because they're trying to like the, the guys are they're, they're t- giving all these dummy calls. They're like, hey, I got him, and then I I, I snap and he's all the way on the other side of the field. I'm like, wait, what do you mean you had me? Where, where do I run my route now? I'm, like, I'm hesitating yeah, literally. So, but that's where I go back to guys like Matthew, especially Matthew. Like he does a great job of being able to give us the cues to, for us to know what's going on. But and then he he never misses either. So. It, yeah. It helps. <laughs> Where did you get the nickname Puka? Where did it come from? It, it came from my grandma. Uh, I, uh, my grandma came from Western Samoa, and Puka means uh, chubby and fat. So uh, as a baby, uh, when I, I was the I was the preschool bodyguard, I was out there making sure that everybody was good when they got in. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you so hard to bring down? Because it, it, it's interesting. I mean, you're a big guy, obviously. Compared to me, you're a very big dude. <laughs> but again, compared to some of the guys that are trying to bring you down, but yet you can't be brought down. The first guy never gets you. Like, every game I watch of you, two dudes bounce <laughs> off and you're still going. Is it leg strength? Is it just contact balance? How Have you have you always had that? Um, I, I would say I definitely, uh, I grew up in a physical household, so all my <laughs> older brothers definitely definitely put a, a lot of beating on me. So contact balance was something that I had to learn very early on, <laughs> or I wasn't going to last. Um, but, I, yeah, contact balance and then just speed. Uh, I think that uh, if I can, if I have uh, some momentum to hit somebody and you're going to try to hit me, I, I don't want to stop running because hopefully I can put a little hurting on you too. <laughs> you played Pop Warner with Dana White's son. Do you have any memories of playing with him? Uh, yeah, well, our team was, we were the best. Dana was our quarterback. We, I don't think we, we, we threw the ball twice, so we were out eye right and running the ball down everybody's throat. So we, our defense was loaded. And then Dana would always get the, cause like the Peyton Manning clip of the, the slowest QB rollout touchdown. Like right. that, that was, those, those, that was Dana. We'd go left, right, and we'd maybe throw a slant. And then right as we got to the goal line and they were sending everybody uh, to the house, <laughs> we'd have Dana slipping out the back door for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the toughest defensive back you went up against this year? Uh, between, uh, can I give it to one of our own guys? I would say Trey Thomas. I think of our, our Killer Willowspoon of guys who like I got to go and practice against all the time because like they know all my moves. Like they for eighteen <laughs> weeks they're like, okay, if I'm pressed, Puka's gonna go left, right, and I'm gonna stick him right here in the chest. <laughs> Last question I got for you, Puka. What's the best advice Matthew Stafford has given you? One play at a time. I think that that one play at a time because you, whether you te- catch a, a seventy-yard touchdown or you drop a a, a, a two-yard slant, uh, that next play is going to be just as big as that play before. So the ability to reset uh, was something huge because confidence confidence is a big is a big part of the game. So one play at a time. Do you have a uh, Mount Rushmore all-time wide receivers? I do. Uh, I don't know if this will give me in trouble, but I, I go Calvin Johnson, uh, Julio Jones, Terrell Owens, and Randy Moss. 
That's a great one. I got, I got, I got, I got big guys. I got, I got, yeah, yeah, that's why, that's why. The modern guys and stuff that a lot of those guys uh, are big receivers who can still kind of do it all. So that's what, yeah, that's that's my guys. (laughs) Did you you ever model your game after someone? Julio Jones is actually my favorite receiver to watch. Even though I was a Packers fan, Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams, obviously they had great receivers, but Julio Jones being somebody that big and his ability to move like a small, a smaller receiver and run every single route, that's that's my guy right there. Did you have a favorite player growing up? Aaron Rodgers. Everybody in my family wore number 12 So at some point. So number 12 and I seen that guy when spinning it the way he does and just his confidence when he walks out there on the field. I was like, I want to be like that guy. <laughs> was there ever a guy that when you got into the NFL, you were a little starstruck by? You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm playing either with or against this guy. I still think it's crazy that yeah, me and Aaron Donald are on the same team. <laughs> like it's, It does that for, yeah, to be on the field and on the team and associate with one of, like, the greatest, if not like, of all time, in his position, uh, one of the best football players to ever touch the field. Like, uh, it's, it still doesn't hit me, but he's the man. That's it's crazy. <laughs> Ninety nine, the goat, man. <laughs> Again, we are here with Puka Nakua. Oh, Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Year finalist nominee, right here. You got some for for Puka here, Malcolm? Yes. Oh, I let's do. go. We got some for you, Puka. Oh, let's go. Yes, Sirski, appreciate you. Let's go. And it's an XL, which is my size. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that, Malcolm. You even knew his size. I, precision. I did. I did. It takes precision indeed. 100%. Uh, Puka, really do appreciate your time, man. Appreciate Congratulations. Congratulations. You get this. I hope you get uh, Pepsi, Zero Sugar, NFL Rookie of the Year. Me too. Tell that to CJ if you ever see him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him know. We'll, we'll let him know guys. for Thanks, you. Uh, Puka. Thank you. Thanks, man. Oh, man. That is awesome. That was what awesome. an nice incredible year. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Thank you, man. What an incredible dude, Puka Nakua, that right there. Puka Nakua um, was amazing. It's all about, man. I mean, seriously, as, as a You're rookie, welcome. doing what he did is historic, right. man. I mean, great guy on the field, great guy off the field. If you look at the numbers that he put up this year, they are astounding. 105 receptions, 1,486 yards, six touchdowns. Um, his game in the postseason, 181 yards. Incredible. P- Puka Nakua is historically good. One more time from Hunter. Maybe text me what you said because I, I, I can't I can't read lips. I don't have the read. I will look back. I'm I'm the one messed up. What's so up, Alex. Yes, we are, Ron. How you doing, man? What's up, Vince? Malcolm, nice to meet you. A lot of fun right here. Again, Radio Row, it's packed. Yes. You never know who's going to stop by. Yeah. Never know who's going to stop by, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> man, this honestly is this, this, a lot this, this of fun. This is amazing. Uh, is that was... That was... It's always fun when guys are entertaining. It's always yeah. fun when... Um, Guys want to be here. You can tell, like, Puka Nakua wanted to be here. He did. And, and he enjoys it. It's I, also fun when you have a... Uh, I would have to say he's my favorite one so far we've done, and we've still got more to come. Just so entertaining. Uh, Hunter, quick question. F- yeah. Question for you, Hunter. Do you want to give this to Michael Penix? Okay. How you doing, Michael? Hey, Michael. How you doing, man? Good. Good. Sir. I'm Sterling. This is my guy, Malcolm, right here. How you doing, Michael? Great, Michael. How are you? I'm Thanks great. for asking. I'm wonderful. 
All right, let, let's start first, man. What was your experience like in the college football playoffs? This had to be such a absolute dream come true. Had to be crazy um, being one of the four best teams in college football. What right. was that like? Man, it was amazing. You know, a blessing to be a part of it, you know, because especially uh, our route there, you know, it, it was it was bumpy. You know, uh, it took it took a lot of hard work and um, determination to continue to keep pushing forward. And we were the underdogs a lot. So uh, <laughs> to be able to, you know, uh, show, show them that, you know, we belonged, it was, it was an amazing experience. So, Michael, I want to ask what traits in a quarterback do you think are the most important? Uh, I feel like leadership, you know, leadership uh, qualities is definitely uh, very important. And, you know, you got to compete. You know, you got to be somebody that's willing to compete and uh, do, do whatever it takes to win football games. Uh, before we get into some more football questions, I know you're working with Sharpie right here. That's a great little uh, little track that you got rocking right there. I wouldn't yes, mind rocking that myself, honestly. Man, it's nice. Uh, what are you doing with Sharpie? Yeah, um, so um, I'm partnering with uh, Sharpie, you know, uh, the rookie class, you know, uh, basically the the pin. So it's uh, the Sharpie S-Gel pin. You know, you'll see it right here. You know, oh. um, the biggest thing that I, I like about it is just the no smear, no smudge, you know, uh, especially for a lefty, you know, uh, signing <laughs> autographs and stuff like that, you know. Um, that's big time for me, you know. I'm always put in a, a great position, you know. But uh, I'll definitely I'll be signing my rookie contracts with the pen as well. So yeah. I'm super excited. Well, it's uh, good. You don't, you don't want your hand. See, I'm gonna get it on my hand. I need to get the new, the new sharpie pen right there. Yeah, you need to. You gotta get it. Oh yeah, look at this. See, you gotta get it. Boom. Yes, sir. That's a good toss. That, that's a Michael Penix Jr. toss right there. <laughs> that right there was impressive. Hey, Michael. Speaking of quarterbacks, did you look up to any quarterbacks growing up? Yeah, um, growing up, I, I looked up to Mike Vick, you know, as a lefty, uh, a lefty quarterback as well. You know, he was definitely somebody that, that I looked up to, and he did a lot of great things for the sport. So, yes, sir. When it comes to your draft position, do you have a – I mean, I know you can't say what team you hope drafts you, but do you have a certain um, certain things that you want an organization to have? Um, I, I just want the opportunity. You know, <laughs> I, I feel like as long as I got the opportunity um, – you know, uh, I'll be able to make something happen, you know, and uh, I, tr I trust in my abilities and the things that I could do on the field. So uh, once I get the opportunity, I I'll make the most out of it. Your production exploded after transferring. What was the difference going from, from Indiana to Washington? Um, you know, I'll just say uh, I, I definitely gained a lot of confidence, you know, throughout throughout my years, you know, just uh, playtime experience, you know, but also being able to have an off season, you know, being able to be healthy, you know, uh, throughout two years, you know, that was definitely the biggest thing. And um, and that, that definitely accounted for a lot of the success that I had. Yeah. How hard was that for you? I know you, you tore your ACL your, your freshman year. Freshman year and my red shirt sophomore year so oh junior year wow. what, what was that like for you i mean obviously you're not giving up on football but do you ever have any doubt to that point where you're like am i ever going to get fully healthy again how, how do you learn to trust your knee ever again as well yeah i say my faith you know just continue to keep my faith you know but it, it definitely did get hard at times and um you know it, I, I did have uh, a lot of hard moments you know that i had to overcome you know but i now I look back on it and I'm like, man, it was worth it. You know, I'm super blessed to be in the position I am in today and uh, I'm super excited for my future. What advice would you have, Michael, for a high school player when it comes to the NIL opportunities? Uh, I would say don't chase the money. You know, I feel like, you know, as far as NIL, it's definitely a great thing to have, you know, but um, I feel like the most money you're ever going to see is in the NFL, you know, so I feel like. Instead of chasing the, the money, I feel like chasing your dreams. You know, uh, don't forget about your dreams and don't forget the reason why, why you started playing football in the first place. And, um, you know, because if you get caught up in the mo money and get put in a bad situation where uh, you can't really live out your future, then um, the money that you get for NIL is not going to account to what you can get at the next level. 
obviously being left-handed is a very unique for a quarterback, right? I mean, there's obviously been a few. You have, you have Steve Young, you mentioned like uh, Tua Valoa, Matt Leinart comes to right. mind. But, but what, what unique challenges did that bring you from high school to college and as your way into the NFL? Did teams have to adjust for you being left-handed? Did anyone try to make you throw right-handed when you were young? <laughs> nah, so um, I, I didn't really have much challenges. You know, the biggest thing for lefties is like, uh, rolling out, they the, court, the coach he might want to make me only roll out to the left instead of to the right. Yeah. But you know, growing up, I'm always like, hey, coach, I could do it both ways. You know, I, I want to show that you know I can make any throw and uh, I could I could do it. You know, no matter what. So um, I, I didn't really have too much challenges except for just hearing that yeah. we we throw it weird. But, <laughs> but I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on the Niners and uh, Chiefs uh, matchup on Sunday? Uh, I feel like it's going to be a great game. You know, for me, it's hard to bet against Pat Mahomes, but uh, I feel like it'll be super exciting. To, to see what Brock Purdy can do uh, with, the, with that uh, team that he has and, you know, the guys that he have around him, you know, but um, it's hard to bet against Mahomes. Yeah. Do you have a Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks in all time? I don't want to say uh, one because everyone goes Brady. Come on now. Yeah. Um, so I'll say Brady, Aaron Rodgers. For me, Mike Vick. Yeah. Um, Peyton Manning is up there. Uh... I'm saying the people that I, I've seen play. I'm not talking about before yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, um, right, right. yeah um, man, who am I missing? Who am I missing? I don't know. Mahomes, baby. Oh, Matt Mahomes. <laughs> Pat Mahomes. Yeah, Pat of course. Mahomes, Pat Mahomes. <laughs> he, he's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. He's goaded. <laughs> I, I know we're talking to Rome a little bit later on today. If a team reaches out, what would you say about Rome? Man, um, you're going to get a special player, you know, a guy that, you know, truly loves the game and loves, loves the people around him. You know, he, he's a very unselfish player, a player that's going to work extremely hard, you know, each and every day, you know, no matter uh, what the competition level is, you know, as far as practice, you know, wearing workouts, you know, you're going to get a, the, the same guy each and every day. And obviously his talents on the field, they speak for itself. What is your hope for the type of team that drafts you? Um... I just hope for an opportunity, you know, and, uh, you know, just hope, hope hope that, you know, I can gain the trust of, of the guys around me. And um, once I'm able to do that, you know, I, I know I'll be able to win football games. I've been able to do that, you know, at a high level, you know, throughout my career. And uh, I look forward to doing that for the rest of my career. When it comes to Washington, what's interesting is they've been known as a cornerback uh, powerhouse for a long time, right? How do they, those guys going up against them in practice every single day help you? I mean, they literally have so many corners. They're secondary. From Marcus Peters back in the day, obviously you can go against him, you know, right. Trent McDuffie, but they do a great job getting their corners ready for the next level. Do you think that those guys helped prepare you going against a great secondary in Washington every single day in practice? Yeah, for sure. You know, I feel like the whole defense, you know, they definitely did a lot of great things, you know, and, um, Man, it, it's definitely a special place. You know, like you, you mentioned all the guys that came out as corners. You man, you, you got a lot of defensive backs that came out of there. You know, uh, you got a lot of good quarterbacks that came out of there as well. So yeah. I don't know. I guess you can't <laughs> account to that. You know, but um, I, I definitely had a lot of talent around me as well, and uh, the coaching is amazing. So if you could throw to, and again, not saying this is you picking the team, if you could pick to throw to one receiver next year, who would it be? To one, to one receiver? You get to pick one guy that you can throw a pass to. Yeah, one guy. Who would it I be? Can only pick one? Yep. Only a dream, one. Like, a, like a dream receiver. Like a dream receiver. Um, Since we spoke about Rome, I'll say Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's a cop out now, Mike. Come on. Don't do me like that. <laughs> hey, man. You yeah, asked. I know. <laughs> uh, throughout history, have you ever looked up to um, 
just your, your favorite player. I know you said Mike Vick, but outside of quarterback, just favorite players in general. Um, in general, I, I would say I, I really like Lamar Jackson. You know, I, I like what he, he does at the quarterback position. Um, I say Lamar Jackson. Uh, try to think of all that I've seen. Uh, Reggie Bush in his prime was great. And, um, <laughs> Devin Hester, I used to watch him just for kick returns. I played with him on on Madden just so I could try to run kick returns back. Um, man, it's so much talent out there. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot. You know, I, I can name. I'll be here naming for forever. It's a lot of. <laughs> As far as obviously beating Texas in the college football semifinal, what was that like? Because you played out of your mind watching you against Texas, watching you against Oregon both times. You were just so dialed in. Every single throw was right on the money. I mean, it was truthfully very impressive. Were you just in the zone those games? Because, I mean, Texas is known for having a great defense, and right. you just shredded them. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like uh, I guess I was in the zone. And then uh, at the same time, you know, also just uh, the preparation the piece of it. You know, I feel like we were super prepared for those games. And um, we, we went out there and executed at a high level. Yeah. Uh, again, Michael Penix Jr., heading to the NFL, baby. Heading to the NFL. Yes, sir. Uh, before I let you go again one more time, what you got rocking with Sharpie? Yeah, so uh, Sharpie, you know, I got I, I partnered with Sharpie, you know, um, as far as, you know, the rookie class deal, you know, so I'll be using the Sharpie S-Gel pen you know, for my rookie contracts and, yeah. you know, uh, multiple contracts from here on out, you know, and uh, they, they've been, it's amazing because just the no, the no bleed thing, you know, like I was saying, yeah. you know, with the lefties, you know, it, it's, it's amazing, you know, so uh, it's, it's a high performance pen, you know, that, you know, a lot of people use at, at the professional level and, you know, I can't, I, I'm super excited to be a part of it. Hey, got rock one now. See, you can't mess up the white, uh, the white, <laughs> yes, the sir. white colors. Yeah, it won't you. mess it up. I'm with you. Hey, Michael, really appreciate the man, time, man. Michael, appreciate you uh, today. Thanks yes, for sir. your time, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. Yes, Michael Penix Jr., quarterback Penix Jr. from Washington. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, projected first round draft pick. Played just phenomenal in uh, all season long, man. Those games against Oregon, again that game against Tech or game against Texas. He was so dialed in. Every single throw was completely even the game against on Utah. The money, yeah, it was wild, man. Yeah, um, he's a guy almost like a microwave. When he gets hot, yeah, it gets hot. And don't forget about the game against the uh, the Cougars in the Apple Cup. That's very true. Yeah, All right, Malcolm, rivalry. this was a lot of fun. This is a blast today. A blast this morning with you. We are going to take a break. I actually gonna... got one more. Back and right. Are we good? Yeah, Malcolm, we're, we're done. What? You trying to give him more? We've talked enough today, yeah. baby. We'll we'll take a break and uh, we'll be back. Later next, on this afternoon. Later on, Malcolm. Later we'll be back. On. Until then, we are out. out. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.